is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Monday, August 14th, 2023. Huge week on the show for you. Of course, you'll remember, as we do every week on this show, we're trying to hook you up for football season. Look at the tickets we're giving away. You guys, I I mean, it is amazing that we're giving you Oregon at Texas Tech. You know. Last week, we gave you Texas at Baylor, thanks to our friends at Tri-Day Trading. This week, it is Oregon at Texas Tech. Thanks to our guys at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Don't forget tomorrow on the show, or really on the channel. The channel. Callum Von Moger, the uh, world-famous bodybuilder, and Ryan Gardner, the founder and CEO of Bucked Up, are going to be right here in the Monty Show studio. We will have all kinds of content we are creating around that conversation Huge week on the channel. Make sure you hit the like button right now. If you are not subscribed, I think we're at twenty nine or 22,999. Come on. In fact, we are. We need one new <coughs> subscriber to get to 23,000. Who's it going to be? Let's go. 22,999. We just need one person. Come on now. The Monty Show is always presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. As always, the advocates, I know you guys are on the road. How about all the bikers we saw this weekend? Beautiful weekend out on the roads. If you got into a motorcycle accident, make sure that you contact the advocates, the leading motorcycle injury experts. And again, you never pay the advocates out of your pocket. No, no, friends. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chaplain attorney live online for free at theadvocates.com. All right, let's get you the very latest um, in college football realignment. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got to talk about Jim Harbaugh. The AP Top 25 has people feeling a certain types of way. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would say this out loud on the show, especially as a Notre Dame fan. Right. Not a Notre Dame fan, Notre Dame. Get it right. Especially as a Notre Dame fan, I never thought I would say, today is the day that good old Uncle Monty becomes the defender of Troy, the defender of those dastardly Trojans. Fight Bro, what are you talking about, man? Fight off, my man. <laughs> fight off. I will defend USC's honor coming up on the show, but right now let's talk about Stanford. The tree is really what everybody is focusing on. Uh, really did a lot of work digging in on sources this weekend on what was going to happen next because we've gone into now a very quiet period, I think, on college football expansion. And we're hearing a lot about independence and Stanford University because our sources have told us that Stanford has reached out to the remaining four Power Five conferences. Now, of course, that's Pac-12, could rebuild, stay Power Five, blah, blah, blah. But the remaining intact Power Five conferences have all had hesitation to add Stanford. The SEC has never been a go. The ACC really was never going to be a go, I don't think. And then the Big Ten and the Big 12 have just not shown the willingness to go beyond their current membership to get Stanford into their conferences. 
And we were told by sources close to the situation that Stanford simply does not want to step down to a G5 level. But Jake, I think the biggest question is, can Stanford survive as an independent? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a pretty tough proposition. I I, I think that you know Stanford, of course, is a brand. You, you guys all know we've we've beat this thing into the ground with Stanford. Like you you look at you look at Stanford and you say, hey, like yeah, you've got a great athletic department, one of the leading athletic departments in the country, but at the same time, you're not generating revenue in football and basketball, which has been the struggle. Now that's not to say they couldn't do that if they put their mind to it and their finances to it. I think everyone knows that they could because they have in the past. It's just right now, it's like, hey, how long would it take for Stanford to really get back on the horse here in those two two uh, areas of their athletic department? On top of that, you have geography being a huge hurdle, and I, and I think that's why Stanford has struggled so much to find a home here because they don't want to step down to a G5, but, but a conference like the ACC is not a great fit for them, geographically speaking. Uh, the Big Ten is probably the biggest or the best fit for them of the remaining Power Five conferences, but the Big Ten doesn't have a real thirst for Stanford right now because the Big Ten wants for the ACC to melt down. So, so for me, I, I look at it and I say, okay, the Big Ten's going to wait for the ACC. You're not a fit for the ACC yourself. You're definitely not going to the SEC, and the Big Twelve is allegedly uh, done for the most part, looking at a couple of of maybe smaller schools to expand with. So. I, that's why I say I just think Stanford has found itself between a rock and a hard place here, and 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 no, I don't know that they can survive independence. I don't. You're, you're going to have to prove to me that you're willing uh, and able with your academic standard to still field a productive and and attractive product to TV partners in football and basketball. Because that's as you said jokingly with Notre Dame, like that's the only reason Notre Dame can survive independence in football because everybody wants to watch. Notre Dame football. That's the only reason they're able to continue in independence in football. And frankly, that is also the reason they're in the ACC with all their other sports. So for me, I, I look at this and I say it's a very simple proposition for Stanford. You're either gonna you're either gonna acquiesce a little bit here, and and I'm not saying you gotta bring your academic standard way down or do radical changes, but you're gonna have to come to the middle a little bit. You're gonna have to find a way. To, to embrace the fact that football has to be better and football has to be better while your academics still stay at as close to now, a see, standard they are now. I think that's a very interesting question because I know one of the things that's been bandied about about Stanford is this idea that Stanford should not step down to a G5. I'm 100% on board with that. If I'm Stanford, I'm not going to the AAC, with all due respect, mm. to – you know, Mike Oresco, who's done a great job as the commissioner of the AAC, he's he's really a guy, frankly, at the Pac-12 probably should have tried to poach when they whacked Larry Scott here nor there. But my point is the AAC is a fine conference, but it's a G5. It's not the money for Stanford. I want to remind you that Stanford has a billion-dollar sports endowment. They are never in any of our lifetimes going to have money trouble when it comes to sports. Their reach their influence, the ability to spread the word about their academics as an institution. And you may think, hey, everybody knows Stanford's a great academic institution. Well, we all take for granted that everybody's got the internet. And trust me when I say they don't. And not everybody knows how great Stanford is. And I think Stanford's brand is incredibly valuable. Now, 
The questions that I have are, if you go independent, as we saw you know, over in Provo in the great state of Utah, you look at what BYU did as an independent, it was nothing short of miraculous. The team down south. Right? It, it's nothing short of miraculous what Tom Homo, the athletic director at BYU, did as an independent, the way he was able to schedule, the way that he was able to schedule big games, and they were able to win those big games with the honor code, with the church, with academics. It's not an easy way of life for a non-LDS student to come into Provo, Utah and, and thrive on the field and the court. But, but BYU did it. And it's twice as difficult to do at Stanford. And I think it is going to be a hell of a challenge if you are the Cardinal to go independent but Jake, in my opinion, I think it's a mistake for them to go down to a G five. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would agree it's a mistake to go down to a G five. I think it, you know, you, you talk about all the money you make in in academics, and obviously that money could be affected with that move. Not one hundred percent sure on that, but I, but you know, again, when you change your when you change your power level, when you go from P five to G five, that impacts a whole slew of yes. things. I mean, you're you're talking about. You know, not just academics, obviously athletics, like obviously funding, like there's a whole, it's just a massive, you know, can of worms that gets opened up through that. And I think Stanford probably isn't looking to go that route. I think Stanford would like to find a home. I think if Stanford could justify flying kids across the country without an issue, they'd go to the ACC. But I don't, I don't think the ACC wants it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe all these reports that, that the powers that be in the ACC don't want Stanford. I think what they don't want is a is is a football program that is irrelevant in their conference. And so the question oh. for me still comes back Wait, to I got, I got to sit up now. Let me They are they're irrelevant right now in football. Dude. Back in the Please position tell here. me okay. how Stanford is okay. relevant mm. in football. Stretch please, dude. Bit. Please. Get some dexterity in the biceps. Um <laughs> I think the people in the ACC would love to add Stanford. I think they don't want to add Cal and the people in the ACC don't want to be told what to do by those Catholics. A good buddy of mine who is a massive <coughs> Duke fan. It's like you Catholics but, and and I immediately said, "Well, I'm not Catholic." Yeah, but you're a Notre Dame fan. That makes you Catholic. Nobody wants to hear from you guys. You think you own the world. In yeah, we, God's well, name, I mean, image and likeness. It is it is Notre Dame. And we are amazing. I didn't go there. I'm just a fan, frankly. Lou Holtz is my, my daddy. Anyway, the point is, Notre Dame is amazing. And they're powerful. And I wouldn't want them to tell me what to do either. I think those are the real issues. I think Stanford is the crown jewel of alignment remaining. I think Stanford is certainly better than Cal. And again, Cal's an amazing institution. They're terrible in athletics. Mm -hmm. I will again remind you, and this is where I need to kind of get the shoulder loose so I can punch you in the face and beat you over mm -hmm. the head with it. Yeah. And that is that Stanford is, do you want to say it or should I say it? Oh, One ahead. of the best athletic departments in the country. They win games, not football or basketball, but they win a lot of games that don't make money. And they're amazing at swimming. They swim like yeah, fish. Yeah. I mean, they, they shouldn't be the trees. They should be like the carp. They because should be the Michael Phelps. We get it. You know, and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> there's not a conference in the country who wouldn't add, if it was just Stanford, if it was just the tree, that would be done already. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? But it's not. It's not. It's Stanford and Cal.
And I think that is the major issue. And in my opinion, I think Cal is the bigger drag because Cal is the state of California. And I'm not trying to get all political, but who wants the state of California as their business partner? Well, seriously, if you look at the economics, if you look at the economics at Cal, they're an absolute disaster, right? The economics in the Pac-12, they're an absolute disaster. So those two things combined, what makes Cal attractive? The debt load from Memorial Stadium? It's not. And I think you put Stanford in a different category from that just based on the fact that they're third in the country in academics, which makes your conference a ton more money because a rising tide raises all report cards. I'm for real. Right? Like They are for real. And I think that's something that you can say about Stanford. They make you money. They make you, you money in brand. They make you money in partnerships. They make you money in affluence. Like for all of those reasons, whether they, make, they win a football game or not, and you don't have to subsidize them because they've got a billion-dollar endowment, there's a lot to like about Stanford. There's nothing to like about Cal. There's nothing to like about Washington State. Nothing. Nothing at all. So the oddball, again, continues to be the Beavers mm-hmm. up in Corvallis who are great. They just don't have any brand attraction, in my opinion. But the thing I think that we can't do is lump Cal and Stanford into the same conversation, which I think is what a lot of the people in the ACC are trying to do. Well, I think the tough part, too, is when you when you expand, you don't want to just add one. I, I think that's the hard part is like, it is. you know, if, if in expansion you could be odd numbered, you know, like much like we talked about in the Big 12 for a time, then I, then I think we're having a different conversation. But this is kind of what I mean when I say there's a lot of stuff working against Stanford. I mean, you know, the, the football and basketball mediocrity is just the surface. I mean, if that was all we were talking about, they'd be in the ACC right now. I, right. I, I think the geography, uh, you know, not being able to add them alone and the other options not being great. Like, But the geography is a big flipping deal, man. It is a big flipping deal, but at the same time, College athletics is going to have to find a way to to grow up and figure it out. Like if you're going to go to a two or three team conference setup, you're going to have to figure that out. Like you are going to have to find a way to to you know I know the rich white guy up at the NCAA is you know really struggling with all those billions they're making, but maybe we could fork some out for the homies that are grinding on class and how much you sleep know, did you did you get a lot of sleep last night? Yeah, dude, you're I'm, like, I'm just you're over it, bro. Like, well, I'm just over the NCAA. You know, like I love it. The NCAA releases this statement on NIL. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was Saturday. I can't remember. Talking all about NIL and the path forward. And, right. and we got to figure all this out. Notice they don't talk any word about realignment. Notice they don't talk any word about, hey, like, you know, we have schools that are being left out to dry here and not just nobody's schools, not just like little guy schools. But we're not going to talk about that. We're so focused on Shador Sanders and his S550 that, you know, we're distracted with that. We're not going to pay attention to Stanford we've and these always other been, brands, We've dude. always been a, a sports fandom in particular, and really as a population. But as, a, as sports fans, we've always been attracted to the bright, shiny objects. Mm-hmm. And that's what Shador and Dion and Prime at Colorado are. Mm-hmm. But I think... There's got to be resolution in the next couple of weeks on Stanford because I will remind you again that a year from now, what do they, I think they have four games scheduled or something like that a year from now, like Oregon State, Washington State, Cal and Stanford are in a really terrible position because I I don't think there's any doubt that at least from what our sources have told us, Oregon State and Washington State have an open invitation to join the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the issues is 
what do you do here tactically? Like, what is the actual mechanics of putting those two leagues together? Because you obviously want to keep P5 status. The Pac-12 has two years to add four more schools at a minimum. So if you merge the Mountain West and the Pac-12, you would want to take the Mountain West and have it become the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And I obviously, I don't think there's anybody that would disagree. Gloria Navarez is a commissioner in that league, and George Klyovkov is off on his merry way. Fast. Right? I mean, there's no there's doubt. nothing no there's nothing doubt. to talk about. But I think there is there is a lot of palm palm ringing, hand wringing. You know, there's a lot of sweat being wasted here over Washington State and Oregon State. Mm-hmm. They're going to the Mountain West. The question is Stanford and Cal. Because I think even if it is only three more years under the Mountain West TV contract, if you can just get that to $10 million a year, that's a huge raise and not that much of a decrease for those in the Pac-12. And the question is if you are able to merge the Mountain West and the Pac-12, does Stanford stay there? I would have to think they do. I'd have to think they do. Well, I mean, I think in that case, you're, you you have a good setup for, for Stanford. I, I think the only thing that remains is where does the Apple deal play in a merger like that? Where does TV distribution with CBS Sports Network play? Right? Because I, I think the Apple deal's dead. Wow. And, and there's been a fascination with this. The Apple deal as it was constructed is dead. There's no way to keep that thing alive. I mean, honest to goodness, you lost six universities out of your conference. You've got four left. There's no going back. There's no going back. Whether you're selling Girl Scout cookies door to door or not, I don't care what that deal was. Snickers bars, please. My bad. Whether you are selling (laughs) Snickers bars door to door, I don't care. That deal's dead. You're starting from scratch. And the, the quickest way to do that and it's been explained to me a hundred times. You can get this done in weeks. This is not something that takes months. Well, six isn't months that why we're year. here? Isn't that why we're here? Because ultimately, it gets done very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I think the Pac-12, for everything that it it has not been, there's still value there if you can combine the Mountain West and the Pac-12. Because it, and I know that I get my ass kicked on this show every time I say this. Boise State has value. What would I do without you? Right? If you look at the teams in the Mountain West, the schools in the Mountain West, there's value there. I don't think there's any doubt. Jake's got this, this, this. Stay hard. Certain swelling below the belt line. A certain affinity. For this. Thank you, sir. Thank you, President Robbins. For this Big 12 or this Big 10 championship game in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I happen to think Las Vegas has played. I think that the Big 12 has done a really good job of extricating themselves from Las Vegas. Doesn't mean I don't like the Vegas market. I just think it's oversaturated. So the Big 10, and for those who didn't hear, the Big 10 is in conversations. They have requested to submit a proposal to have the Big 10 championship game played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, a year from from December. Yeah. So... I just think that's that's really played. I think it's oversaturated. There's little value there. You're a Big Ten brand. Are you telling me now 
that because you have a West Coast presence, all of a sudden you think you need to be in Las Vegas? Well, I, I think that's foolish. Well, I don't know that I would say it's foolish. I, I, I think the Big Ten, based if this were to happen, right, if they were to do this deal and finalize it and fully commit to it, you know, I, I think the thought is, is like, yeah, we just added, you know, four teams out West. So, you know, we need to embrace that that a little bit. How long has the Big Ten championship game not been out West? How long has the Big Ten not had a Pacific time zone, you know, representation? Like, how long have you been that conference that's just in the Midwest, you know, chilling and, and been, you know, a two-team conference? Like, I think the Big Ten, you know, slowly but surely is trying to push you know, West. And, and when I saw it, I, I thought, you know, honestly, like I know the PAC 12 is, is not, you know, the PAC 12 anymore, but I just thought it was so fitting. So let me get this right. First, we're going to go in and we're going to take four of your schools over the course of two calendar years. Then after your conference burns down, we're going to go ahead and we're going to set up our big 10 championship game for football in Las Vegas, where your championship game was held. Come on, dude. There's not. This isn't an accident. As you said, Las Vegas is oversaturated. I agree with that. I don't think it makes it a bad town. Are I they Are they tipping their cap to USC and UCLA? Yeah, I think because so. yeah. obviously, I, I mean, it doesn't take a, a you know a geography major to understand that Las Vegas is a three and a half four hour drive from Los Angeles. Right. So I I don't think that's an issue. I, I on that end, I think it's smart. But if you're going to Las Vegas, if you're the Big Ten going to Las Vegas. Aren't aren't you assuming that a year from now USC is going to be in that championship game? Yeah. Well, I, maybe you're hoping, not assuming, but you're hoping that. Yeah. I mean, I think if I, I think what you're saying is, is, or what the Big Ten is saying is, they're playing the odds. They're saying, okay, probably USC, but one of those four teams out west is going to be in the championship. Well, it's your game. favorite football coach, Lincoln Riley. Right. My favorite. Hey, let's get to let's get to the college football playoff and not win anything, Lincoln Riley. Right. My, my, Lincoln Riley, a, who doesn't he doesn't coach let's defense. Make a bunch of Heisman. I mean, he's going right? to lose every game, seventy nine, seventy eight. Little Kyler and his sports bra were looking really nice at Oklahoma, right? Like Baker was looking what real is, nice what is at wrong Oklahoma. With you? Nothing. Why are you with Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma? Yeah, but now what did Jalen Hurts do? Buddy lost the signed Super a Bowl. deal with Jordan. <laughs> and he lost the Super Bowl. Who the hell knew? Lincoln Riley's guy didn't do anything. Who knew? Wait, Lincoln Riley's guy got to a championship Sorry, folks, game? That's what it is. And lost? Who knew? Who knew? Damn defense probably wasn't good enough in Philly. Yeah. Maybe Lincoln should take some notes from Texas Tech. Damn, dude, you hate Lincoln Riley. I don't hate him. I'm just not going to say the guy's winner. He I'm can not, make Heisman Trophy winners. I don't hate He's not Lincoln Nick Saban. He's I'm not, not going to say anything Snart. nice about him. I'm not. I'm not. He's got a terrible. Know, he's got a terrible hairline. Yeah. And listen, sooner, Boomer Sooner and shit. I get it. Ain't ducking no smoke. But Jalen Hurts didn't win the Super Bowl. That's Lincoln Riley's fault. Kiss my butt. Lincoln. Lincoln. He blew out. Little verticality's knee ligament. That's Lincoln's fault. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. God, you hate Lincoln Riley. And I now I'm at the point on this show where I love your hate of Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I want I want you to know that. I, now, I do now. want you to know that. Now, you want me to say something nice? No. Go out and win the Big Ten? We'll have a different conversation. Now, when he wins the Big Ten, never. We'll have a different conversation the about The dynasty him. is not over. Did you notice that... Um, Jalen Hurts lost in the Super Bowl and he plays at the link, which is named after Lincoln Riley. 
it's not. That's a lie. But they do the link. Uh, I probably tried to. Let's get your comments in here on the Monty Show talking college football. Coming up in about five minutes, I do want to throw Jim Harbaugh in here in the AP Top 25 as well. But you guys power the show. Thank you so much. Uh, for watching the show, let's see. Did we get over 23,000 subscribers? You guys, we were at 22,999. And in fact, we did 23,022. Yes! Thank let's you go. for not leaving me hanging. Let's go. Congratulations. Your favorite talk show is now over 23,000 subscribers yeah, casual. on YouTube. Thank you very much for that. Let's get your thoughts in here. Cleveland rocks for $10. Hello, Cleveland. Uh, how's your washcloth business these days? Uh, greetings from sweltering Florida, Florida. What are you, must? Thank God you were on from five to eight because we are stuck inside with the AC on. The pack is a great example of pride goeth before the fall. Prayers to Hawaii. Yeah, seriously. Dude, you ain't even playing. Seriously. Did you see what uh, mm. Jeff Bezos and his new honey did? No. I believe they donated $100 million to Maui. Good. So... Good job by Jeff Bezos and you, ooh, the situation in Maui. Uh, it, I'm, I know everybody knows about it, but unbelievable. Jake Allison, uh, por que no los dos? I, I don't know what that means. Chelsea Wilden, like they got Stanford money. Up the blues. Go Pokes. Up the blues. <laughs> <laughs> He's not 100. And, I think they Chelsea paid $145 million for No. He's not. He's not a hundred. He's not a hundred million dollar player. Don't get me started. I'm a huge Chelsea football fan. Don't get me started. Uh, Tom Droopy Johnson Dean. Long weekend, Tom Johnson. Did you do squats this weekend like Mrs. Monty wants? I did. I did do some a little bit of leg work as I was up at Canyons Golf. Dude, I had a rough couple of rounds. I shot an 84 on Saturday and an 88 on Sunday. I like Sunday. how that's a rough couple of rounds Ooh. for you, bro. The driver's just not consistent enough. And I, there's nothing. Can, I'm, a, I'm not a good golfer. My handicap is all the way up to 12 now. I had it down to 11.5, and it's back to 12. Mm -hmm. Just a rough weekend. Uh, Ty Hendricks for $5. Let's go, boys. Still loving the show after realignment. I appreciate the atmosphere you create with the program. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate you yeah, being here. I appreciate here. you, Ty. Brandon Butler, a member for seven months, you stud. Damn, bro. Love you. Uh, Notre Dame is college football. If the conferences, they have two conference games every season they can grab. Notre Dame is uh, going to be just fine. Stanford, not so much. Precisely. Notre Dame... And again, I think you guys know that I'm a massive Notre Dame fan. Grew up in Chicago, Rick Meyer and Rocket Ishmael. Stay and I'm t I just, I love it. I love Notre Dame football. They're only joining a conference if they run out of money. They won't. NBC's going to do a $75 million deal with them. If they don't have a seat at the college football playoff table, they do. If... They can't schedule. And so far, scheduling games for Notre Dame has not been a problem. Now, I say that now, but what about in five years? If Notre Dame doesn't join a conference as a football team in five years, because I am of the belief based on people I've talked to in college sports, the norm in college football is going to be 10 conference games. When everybody gets to 20 teams in each of the P4 remaining conferences, 10 conference games will be the minimum. You know. 
and then you're and then you're going to add independent USC in the Big Ten, who Jake hates Lincoln Riley, but USC in the Big Ten. You think they want to play 10 Big Ten games and then play Notre Dame? That just doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like smart business for people that are really smart at winning football games at USC mm-hmm. or any other conference in this country. I don't know. I don't know what sense that makes. Uh, Jacob DS fifty for two dollars says if the PAC merges with the AAC, should Boise worry? I mean, at some point, don't you? And you guys tell me. You tell me. And I, I, I don't know where you guys come down on this, but I feel like the AAC in the Mountain West, they're at a tipping point. You either win the Pac twelve Derby, right? You either get these four teams. Even if you just get Oregon State and Washington State, I think it pushes the Mountain West its status way up. I Are we clear on that? Because I think Oregon State is going to be that that playoff buster as a G5, let's say. But if the AAC is somehow able to pull Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, now I think the Mountain West is in trouble. Now I think the Mountain West is in trouble because mm-hmm. no matter what J.D. Wicker, the athletic director at San Diego State, says – there's no doubt that San Diego State's trying to be a disruptor. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They are trying to game their own system. And my feeling is that the Mountain West either solidifies their foundation with at least two of the four remaining out of the, the Pac-12 and potentially three of the four, or I think you are, you're, we're going into another situation where a conference is going to have an existential crisis. Thanks. It, are we going to be here in two years or are we not? When our TV contract is up in three seasons, do we get another one? The answer is probably not because I don't believe we've seen even close, even close to the end of college football realignment. We're just getting started. This is just the beginning, you know, in my opinion. I, I, I truly believe yeah. that when you ask, should Boise worry, Boise should worry because Boise's been that team that everybody talks about, are, are, are they a P5? They're spending tens of hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade facilities and programs up in Boise because they know they're going to get one shot maybe because Boise's not the team. And, and Jacob, you tell me, mm-hmm. Boise's not the team. That's right off the tip of your tongue. Man, you know, we need to add a team. What about that team on the blue turf? No, they're not. That's uh, not- they're not. I think right? I, I think there has to be more uh more consolidation in college football before Boise State or teams like Boise State at that level uh, are gonna be considered. And and I think that there has to be you know, honestly what I think after the whole SMU debacle and them trying to pay their way into the ACC. I think we need to have a process put in place for eligibility into a Power 5 conference. I think the system has to change. In its current format, G5s don't really have a pathway to a Power 5 conference, even if you are, you know, uh, a San Diego State type who's got a great stadium and wow. you know, you've got, you know, you've got the infrastructure and the in the teams in place to really start to, you know, climb your way into a P5. There's not a there's not a thing that you can do. It's it's not like you know like uh, uh, overseas in soccer. Hey, win this, win that, win that, and now you get your shot in the English Premier League or or whatever the case may be. We need a pathway. So when we talk about Boise State, yeah, they got blue turf. Yes, nice program, 
but they're far from a P5 right now, and most of that is just simply funding. And not, Well, funding, but also there's a real weak value proposition at Boise. That, that, I mean, just the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. You're in a small market that is probably at its, its human cap, although more and more people continue to move to Idaho. I think you're never going to be a P5 caliber TV market. I think you have not shown the ability to consistently perform in the, in the top 15, 10, top five in college football. And more to that, you haven't ever shown yourself to be a consistent basketball university. I think you're, you're lacking a value proposition. I think that's the hardest part for Boise to accept because if you're Stanford and you suck at football and basketball, well, you're the number three educational institute and you essentially mint your own money. So you can look past that. If you're Cal and you suck at football and basketball, well, guess what? We bring a massive TV market. You bring the, the, the Bay Area. But look at what Colorado did from a relevancy standpoint. Well, what, what Colorado do? Colorado broke their mold, right? They lit the world on fire. They decided, hey, we need to become relevant because we see realignment coming and we see that we don't have a strong value proposition of TV partners, so what are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to lower the academic standard a little bit to make it a little bit easier for athletes to get in. We're going to bring in Deion Sanders right at the right time after what he did at Jackson State. And then after... You know, the Pac TV deal plays out. We're going to go ahead and jump to the Big 12. That's how they did it. Yeah. Literally. So if you're Boise State, yeah, you have to create that value proposition. If you're Stanford, you just, you have a portion of the value proposition, just not the full one. That's the problem here. So that's why I say every school is a case by case thing. It doesn't, like for Boise State, it doesn't mean that you can't ever be a P5. But you're going to have to do something that catches the attention of everybody. Uh, I, I, you know, totally agree. like you're going to have to do something that that Fox is like, holy crap! Like we got to start paying attention. Got to have this. it. Got to yeah, have it. You know. And and again, what did the Pack Four do? Well, they hired Oliver Luck. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad, like longtime administrator, schemer. Like he's a guy who doesn't show up to just say, well. I, th I like that other shade of wallpaper better. No, he's here to make deals. And Oliver Luck, I know, has already, at least I've been told, had phone conversations with Gloria Navarez in the Mountain West. And I guarantee you he is going to meet with the AAC. Yeah, They're going to try and find a path forward to growth. And the question is, who's signing the checks for Oliver Luck? Because if it's George Klyavkov, well, he's going to the AAC. Because if he goes to the Mountain West, he's out of a job. Yeah. Now, again, I will tell you, and not that you probably care about this, Mike Oresco, the conference commissioner of the AAC, a guy I've known a long time, that's an operator. That's one of the best commissioners in the country. And if you are the Pac-4 and you allow George Klyovkov to remain your commissioner, nobody's going to feel sorry for you because, again... Why don't you just, the four of you, get violins and sit on the deck of the Titanic? Because if if George Klyovkov is, is piloting your ship, you're going to hit an iceberg. Yeah. that guy, You need to cast that guy off. If, if Oliver Luck works at the behest of George Klyovkov, they're going to the AAC. 
There, there is no doubt about that. Yeah. In, in my mind, anyway. Yeah. But you know, again, conjecture. Uh, Zesty, <laughs> excuse me. Zesty's retro in games. Way too early. Top five college basketball teams. The Big Twelve. Bro, you. Thank you. It's way too early. Dude, it's August 14. <laughs> we ain't even kicked off in college football, Zesty. Uh, Aztec Pads 88. Thinks she is good, but worry Gloria Navarez is stuck with the New Mexico present Mountain West expansion is all too similar to Schultz and Klyovkov. I totally disagree. I think Gloria Navarez could add 10 teams today if she wanted to. But I think they are being very pragmatic. Because why show your hand to anybody? They have, according to our sourcing, they have invited, verbally invited, all four members of the Pac-4. They have, they have made no traction with Stanford. I'm told that as soon as Stanford makes a decision, Oregon State and Washington State would join the Mountain West. I mean, it's not a tough reach. Yeah. Right? The question is, where do the TV networks want these guys to go? Because I think that's a, that's a huge part of this. And frankly, if we're talking about TV contracts, Fox and CBS are at the helm on the Mountain West. So the question is, again, if you want to be a P5, you got to stay in the Pac-12. If you add the Mountain West to the Pac-12, does Fox and ESPN get back on board? To your point, does Apple come back on board and say, hey, why don't we, you know, let's connect and yeah, do a deal? figure it out, you know. Because I still think that's a terrible decision, but yeah. that's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Can you get Amazon interested? I don't know. But there are there are places you can go, and people who I think would do a deal as long as George Klyovkov's not the one ringing their phones. Yeah, well, and I think the reporting on what George's role is right now has been that he's not the one at the table. He's not in those decision-making conversations. He's just simply running day-to-day -day operations in the conference and just kind of keeping the thing running while these – presidents uh and Oliver yeah. Luck apparently uh are figuring out where to go and and I think you know folks don't know you know folks don't know who Garnett Stokes is no idea who that is right what if, does he do yeah I had someone email me right and say hey yeah you should reach out to Garnett Stokes he is the one in charge of these conversations never mind that Garnett Stokes is a woman and a damn fine one at that. Very accomplished. Big time in the psychology world. Like, is incredibly smart. So I just think yeah. that people don't know who this person is. They know who Gloria is, but they have no idea who and Garnett listen, is. Outside of the Mountain West, why would you care? Why would you care? Well, I think now you need New to Mexico, care. But, but New Mexico is... At but it's not about New Mexico, right? It's about, it's about the, the direction of the Mountain West because now... If six months ago I said, hey, dude, uh, Garnett Stokes, Mountain West Direction. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? None of us care. It's the Mountain West. But now we have to care because now a Power 5 conference has been decimated and the Mountain West is in, is in a pretty powerful position. Yep. Don't forget, we're giving away tickets to see Oregon and Texas Tech September 9th in Lubbock. And by the way, I should note. What did what did Texas Tech announce on Thursday? I think it was or Friday. Yeah, the uh, you know so this game, Oregon at Texas Tech. You know you can win tickets too. You know by going and getting bucked up product and sending us pictures and uh -huh, you know again uh -huh. creativity. Yeah, Texas Tech announced that it's sold out, bro. It's sold 100 out. Hundred percent sold and, out. And you know what they also announced that that Houston, the Houston game is sold out. 
in that they've almost sold out of most of their games now. So you're literally getting tickets to a game that you can't get tickets to anymore. Yeah. So I'm telling you, this game is going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, we want to give you a pair of tickets. And I can tell you right now, um, you know, listen, I, I understand in our Monty Show exclusive members only group on Instagram, you hit the join button for $9.99. We'll, we'll read all of your comments first and we'll put you into our members only Instagram group. Listen, I, I'm telling you that Aaron Wilson is hot to trot after these tickets mm -hmm. as a as a Texan. But I told him today, hey, man, only TCU fans I want it. are going to have access to these tickets. And immediately, uh, you know, our 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 guy, Boss Frog, was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a case of I'll buy a case of bucked up today. Mm -hmm. Today. I love jabbing Aaron Wilson because he's such a terrible Texas Tech fan. All you have to do is interact with our friends at Bucked Up, Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, is it time? Buckedup.com. Hey, dude, there's. it's always time for a buckshot. I'm telling you, buckshot is where it's at. It's 200 uh, milligrams of caffeine, but you guys, it gives you a lift mentally. The, the, the way that I golf, while ugly and really the end score is not good, I can't, I can't make up for the fact that I'm a terrible golfer. <laughs> I will tell you, when I take bucked up, you know what gets better? Uh, my club selection and my putting gets better because my mind's more at ease. I'm thinking better. It gives you a little zip. So whether you're on the golf course or whether you're at 1 o'clock and you're having a carb crash right now because you had fries and a sandwich for lunch, hook it up. Bucked up's the solution. Do it now. Do it. Don't forget, Callum Von Moger. No. <sighs> In studio. Going yeah, to put up on the channel stoked. tomorrow. Super stoked for that. Callum Von Moger is going to be in studio uh, with Ryan Gardner, the CEO and founder of Bucked Up tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a uh, – Callum's an incredible story. We're going to have a good long-ranging conversation with them. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 – or excuse me, MONTY20 to yeah. get 20% off at uh, checkout at BuckedUp.com. Uh, but all you have to do to win these tickets that we're going to announce on Friday, all you have to do, interact with Bucked Up. Send me a picture of you drinking a Bucked Up energy drink. Send me a picture that you ordered online using the promo code MATI20 or not. It's up to you. you mm -hmm. Pay them 20% more. It's up to you. Any interaction with Bucked Up, that's how you enter to win. Everybody but Aaron Wilson has a chance to win one of the hottest set of tickets in town. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, I love you, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not going to win, but I, you, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people have entered already. Tom Droopy Johnson Dean bucked up energy to do squats to make uh, your missus happy. That's well, right. I, I will say that Mrs. Monty, I golfed two rounds this weekend. Uh, she did a, I think she did a 20 mile bike ride Ooh. and she did like a seven mile run. Did a bunch of swimming. It's ridiculous. She's, she's training for a race. It's terrible. Renee Roca, going to be a good week for uh, a football week, too. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Too much. Uh, you going to make it over there? No. Too much biscuit or gravy for the biscuits. Bucked up. Helps Monty stroking. It does. Stroking. So on, with the putter. Dude. You got to get stroked. Yeah, guys got to get stroked on the golf course. stroking, guys. 
you know, it's all good. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, TCU buys their own tickets to keep them out of Red Raiders' hands. They should. T- Texas I mean, they Tech should. fans. They should. Texas Tech fans are rabid. Conference Commissioner Gumby, I had someone email me Jakey Two Holes. Okay. I mean, uh, that, okay. what you do in your personal um, life, you know. Just saw a BY interview with Marshan and Arand about him reaching out to George Kalyovkov after four corner schools left. It's about two minutes long, but very informative. It is. <laughs> it is. Jeff Woodworth. Uh, Garnett is a gem. Yes. I would agree. I, I, New Mexico, but Boise and New Mexico, two peds and yes. peas in a pod. Yep. You yep. know, like it, it just, with all due respect to New Mexico and Boise, what what is your value proposition? I think that's the most difficult thing for most universities to understand. You either have it or you don't. Stanford has it. Cal does not. Mm-hmm. Right? USC has it. Boise does not. It, it's It's very... This is the UNLV, the San Diego State conversation. What's your value position if you are UNLV? Well, I deliver Las Vegas. So does everybody else. Um, right? If you're San Diego State, what is your value proposition? It's geography. Yep. But who owns Southern California? The Big Ten does. And San Diego State's not going to change that. Yep. You put San Diego State in the pack forward, you're not changing that. Big Ten still owns Southern California. You, you, you're... Lack of understanding and execution at San Diego State with this botch move to the Pac-12 and am I in, am I out, here's my exit fee that I'm never going to pay, like that whole thing, mm-hmm. I think absolutely damaged their brand. Yep. There's there's no way around that. Uh, Matthew Farmer, luck is not near as good as an administrator as some think. Well, aren't we about to find out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we are. And I, <clears throat> and I think that, you know, again... If luck flames out, if luck were to be a bad choice, I, I just think now we have to say the Pac-12 leadership is incompetent more than we already thought they were. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, incompetence a really strong word. Well, is that too strong of a word? I don't think it's too strong of a word because I, I, I think what happens, like again with Stanford, we we fight to the death on Stanford, right? My logic says, and maybe I'm wrong for this, but my logic says, hey. Dude, college football is going to a place where, and really college athletics is going to a place where you have to be relevant. You've got to have your thing, the thing that separates you from every other program around you. So, you know, the the idea that you're living and dying on education, I while I love that, and and I think that's an awesome premise, and it, it changes the world, no question about it, in this situation – it's put you in a bad place. Yeah. And, and, and so, I, I, yeah, I do think that that incompetence in, in the sense of not that they can't do their job, but just that they haven't considered the ramifications of not changing course. Okay. Okay. I mean, I just, sure. I, I, like, at, that's at some, not in that light. Like, I think you're right. Point. Yeah. I think it, at that point, I don't, I don't think that's too strong of a word. I don't, but I think, I think we take sports very personally. And we're talking about professional operators here. It's the, the, the shocking thing about guys like Kirk Schultz at Washington State, who has been a terrible sports administrator, is Kirk Schultz is a, a really good academic administrator. It's hard to find better academic administrators than Kirk Schultz. He just doesn't. He is a fanboy when it comes to cutting checks for athletics. They know reset. And it's it, it's been nothing short of a... a, a a, a dumpster fire, uh, an abject failure yeah. 
at, at, at Washington State athletically. I, I look at the the California Board of Regents is a, a group of people that are power players yeah. in their chosen fields. And they're incompetent when it comes to making decisions about UCLA to the Big Ten. Yeah. It's remarkable. And the money that you you put out on Memorial Stadium in Berkeley was a huge mistake, a huge overreach. I look at Michael Crow. Michael Crow at Arizona State, the president of Arizona State, a brilliant educational operator. I mean brilliant. If I had a, a university and I needed a president, he'd be the first guy I'd call. Right. And I would say to him, don't you fucking touch athletics, dude, because you're terrible at that. Yeah. Stay away from athletics. But hey, anything academics, anything running the institution, you got a blank check because that guy's brilliant. What happens to these academics when athletics gets involved? I don't, their brains melt down. It's, I, you can't explain it. Yeah. You can't under that, that Ray Anderson is still the athletic director at Arizona state. You guys <coughs> is, is a crime unto itself. Yeah. It is a crime unto and itself. And then we're going to wonder why the Herm thing happened and why their program's not very good and why today, Dude. correct me if I'm wrong, they're not in the AP top 25. Like, well, there is that. Why don't we lead football 50 with the AP top 25 today? Uh, it's out. It is the headliner on football at 50, 10 to the hour. Every hour, we bring you the biggest stories in football presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty25 when you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza. AP Top 25 is out today. Georgia, Michigan, who we're going to talk about in a sec. Ohio State, Alabama, and Louisiana State University, LSU. Now, I will tell you, this came out today, and people about lost their damn minds over it because, number one, I, I think the biggest question here is, how good is USC? How good is USC? Somebody explain to me, why are so many people upset that USC is sixth? Why? I, I don't understand it. And by the way, Texas at 11, I mean, the, you would have thought, I, I think, and I could be wrong, it could have been a sonic boom, could be wrong, mm -hmm. but I believe I heard a collective groan across the country that sounded a hell of a lot like horns down. <laughs> like, why, why are you surprised that SC is sixth? Lincoln Riley's the head coach. He, he improved his coaching staff. You had an incredible haul in recruiting and the portal and the returning Heisman Trophy winner. Come on now. I, I, that, that, that is not surprising at all. I am surprised they are behind LSU. Yeah, I, I look at USC, and I think USC, much like Texas, is one of those brands that people uh, are never going to like if, unless you're a USC fan or a Texas fan. And I, and I think that's a shame because I think USC has changed a lot over the years. I, I As much as I am not a Lincoln Riley guy, he does a few things really well. He makes top-tier quarterbacks. He makes top-tier offenses. And all he's got to do this year is get the defense to be serviceable. Don't give up 40. How about we give up 30? Don't give up 35. Let's wow. give up 28. Like, all you got to do is chop a touchdown or two off of that defense, and you're in a much better place. And so with SC, I look at this, and I say, yeah, like, you can see their path to the, the college football playoff. 
Now, look at Brett McMurphy's top five. Okay, he put Florida State at number three. Okay, you want to be pissed about that? Knock yourself out. Because there is not a snowball's chance that Florida State should be number three? Now, about six weeks from now, I'll probably look like a complete jackass for this take. Florida State shouldn't be top 10. Mm-hmm. Make them win a game. The, 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 the shocking part about this is, one, I think we all agree Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State are, those are three really good teams. But am I the only one who can't believe that not only is Alabama number four in the AP, but Brett McMurphy put them number five? Yeah, bro. Brett McMurphy put Alabama number five. Somebody explain to me what the hell happened here, Brett? Yeah, and the thing I what? have an issue with with this first ranking is brands like Texas and Tennessee should absolutely be top ten. Yes. I, I mean, if you're going to have... You know, if you're going to have Penn State in there, like, I'm sorry. I know you won the Rose Bowl. I get it. But Penn State is not uh, just right out the gate Come a top on. 10 team, bro. That's just Come not. On. That's not proper. I, I even, to be honest with you, dude, I even have trouble. Like, LSU's a hell of a team. And you can make a strong case for them being a top team, but I'd rather see I'd rather see Texas at number five and LSU at eleven than the other way around. How does Brett McMurphy not have USC in the Brett? Yeah, another prime Brett? case, dude. Brett. Yeah. Yep. You're making me wonder, Murph. Like, look at TCU. And I know Max isn't there anymore. I get it. There's been some turnover and there's some questions. I get it. But we're gonna drop them 15 spots. You'd have thought that the program burned to the ground or program. something, dude. Jesus. Like, I they have, should at least be top 15. Listen, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU. Okay, those are five solid teams. How many of those teams can USC beat? Because I think they can beat LSU. Yes. I, I, I mean, Alabama. I, that depends on defense, honestly. They've got the offense to beat Alabama. It's the defense that you have to question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But like, look I, I at think these other teams, dude. Seriously, like they can beat USC, can beat Michigan. How is Washington tenth? Yeah. So US, USC can beat Michigan, Ohio State, LSU, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson. USC in a, in one game can beat any of these teams. And, and, and USC is, is. I'm not ready to say they can beat USC, Georgia and Alabama, dude. USC is USC and Texas are two of the most talented teams in the country. Mm-hmm. I can have questions about the the sarcification of Austin, Texas. Right. Okay, great. Lincoln Riley's a big game coach. He's got the Dude. reigning Heisman Trophy winner. I'm telling you that USC can beat any of those teams anytime you want. It's a travesty. It's a travesty that USC fight off, bro, that USC is not a top five team. It is a bias. It is wrong. And in my opinion, you look, and I'll put it up one more time. Look at where the still not yet defunct Pac-12 teams are on this list. Uh-huh. Look at Utah all the way down at 14. You know why they're at 14? Because nobody watches the Pac-12 network. Yeah. Nobody watches. Ah, Pac-12 after dark, bro. Get the bong out. Like, nobody's watching Pac-12 after dark if you've got if you've got Utah at 14. Now, granted... Granted, the the Brandon Rose injury at, in the scrimmage was a huge bomb for for Utah. Yeah. Because now your top two quarterbacks are out. 
But I think Nate Johnson should be third, and we'll see. I think we know who Bryson Barnes is at Utah. Utah's going to be just fine. There's no way in God's green earth that they should be 14th in the AP poll. It is a slap in the face to the Pac-12 that that how is Washington U.S. Utah, Oregon Oregon nah screw Oregon nobody likes Oregon anyway apparently uh, nobody likes Jim Harbaugh either because all of a sudden Jim Harbaugh is in limbo with the NCAA committee on infractions now <laughs> Michigan fans are going to tell you Oh, Jim Harbaugh just brought a burger for a kid. So, during an investigation, the reason this line about a cheeseburger is so significant, mm-hmm. the the NCAA released a statement that said, and it's not just a cheeseburger. I could have stopped at NCAA released a statement. You are not to talk about pending, ongoing investigations. Michigan hasn't. Harbaugh hasn't. His khakis haven't. The Big Ten hasn't. But apparently the NCAA can do whatever the hell they want. That's correct. But let's get something straight here. For everybody who's saying, well, they released a statement. This is a smear job. Let's get something straight. Jim Harbaugh broke major, major rules, allegedly. He is accused of simply not going outside of rules, just knowing the rules and ignoring them and going in the kids' houses during the the dark periods, going in the kids' visits and having them visit during the pandemic, which was a no-no. Major league violations. So let's not pretend that not suspending Jim for four games is unjustified. The guy should be done for a season. Mm -hmm. The four-game suspension was nothing more than a slap on the bag, if that. That was a pat on the ass. Because those four games are against your mom's sewing circle and your dad's golf quintet. Like, they're playing nobody the first four weeks of the season. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh should be in more trouble, but this isn't the way you do it. This is not the way, if you are the NCAA, follow your own freaking rules or don't punish people who don't follow your rules. Yeah, that wouldn't be very NCAA now, would it? It wouldn't. I mean, it, it, it it's remarkable to me. It would be akin to ordering pizza without the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do you do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, get the pizza, get the meatball marinara, put them in the oven together. You come out with greatness. And what I usually do is eat two meatballs, put the rest in the fridge because they're better tomorrow. You and I both know it, dude. It ain't no joke. This ain't no game. They're fresh-made, hand-rolled marinara meatballs from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Um, A lot of you in on this Jim Harbaugh thing. Am I being too hard on Harbaugh? 
I don't think that I am. I I could be wrong. Jim Choi says Monty Harbaugh hater. I've I am on the record saying that I think Jim Harbaugh is a hell of a coach. No. I I covered Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco at the great KNBR 680. The sports leader. Uh, I was in the locker room the day Alex Smith lost his job. I thought it was the right move then. I think it's the right move now. That doesn't change the fact that Jim Harbaugh is a complete red ass. It doesn't change the fact that Jim Harbaugh is one of the most overrated coaches in the history of professional or college football. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that because of these NCAA infractions infractions or investigation or whatever, that Jim now is going to start dangling, well, might as well go back to the NFL. Pay me more. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go back to the NFL. Pay me more. I want to raise. Pay me more. Like, that's what Jim's going to do here. Yeah. Jim's going to threaten to go back. I I, I I guarantee you. Well, what is he good at, though? Remember, right? Because this is, this is... Not winning games. Right. Not winning games, but making money for him and making money for his institution. That's it. He's going to fill up the big house. He's going to lose games he shouldn't lose. He's going to win one game a year that he has no business winning. And everyone's going to say, yeah, you know, just scratch it off. Another good year for Michigan, even though we haven't won a damn thing, even though he disappointed the entire family. Now, he has beaten Ohio loss. State. He Come has on. beaten Ohio State two years in a row. And finally, he went to the shoe and won. Michigan fan loves to live on that stat. But, Always beat him two years in a row. That's, that's all they have to live on. So, <laughs> And again, I'm open to the discussion <laughs> that I'm being a Jim Harbaugh hater. If, if Jim Choi, hey, dude. Who you, would you, Jim, who would you, you take Harbaugh over? You who are you taking Harbaugh over? You want to oil up the, the dad bod god? Knock yourself out. Scock. But I agree with Jake. Jim Harbaugh instead of Kirby Smart? No. The Sabinator? Hell no. Sonny? Yes. Sonny Dykes? Mm-hmm. Lincoln? <laughs> Fuck off. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> Do you see what I deal with on a daily basis? Brian Kelly. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> Who? What's her name at New Mexico gets taken as a coach over Garnett. Brian, over Brian Kelly. Um. I don't know. I, 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 there's not a lot of guys I would, I would, I would no, but pick all, Jim in, Harbaugh in instead of. So, so not, the top if, if, if you look, look again, look at the coaches on the board that we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. If you just run down the AP top 25, Kirby Smart, no. Um, Ryan Day at Ohio State, no. No, probably Taking not. Taking Ohio State. Uh, Nick Saban, next. No. Brian Kelly. That's very close, in my opinion. Lincoln I, Riley, no. James Franklin at Penn State, probably. Yes, yes. I'm taking. I'm taking, I'm taking Harbaugh. Like I, I mean, listen, Mike Norvell at Florida State. Yes, I'm taking Jim Harbaugh. Dabo, great. I think this is a no, great comparison, he, dude. Dabo's got rings, right? But just the same way. But, but hear me out. Hear me out. And I don't disagree. Dabo's won. But what has Dabo done? In dude, how long? I'm gonna snap on you. How long, bro? I actually lifted weights this listen, morning. I will, listen, bro. Listen, I know Five Head has been in the league for like three years. Dabo hasn't done a damn thing since those guys left. God. Now, Michigan fan. God, tell please you, tell hey, me that you are recording hey, this conversation. Guys, God. guys, 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 guys. Jim beat Ohio State and Ryan Day two years in a row. That's do what you, Michigan fans going to live on. Do you hear the things that you say? Well, but look, five heads in the NFL. 
When's the last time Dabo wore Jesus Christ in God's anything? name, you know. image, and likeness? Clearly, God and Jimbo are on the ways out. Way we out. built this program on NIL. Even though we built the program on Jesus Christ. Right? I mean, <laughs> we really did. I mean, the, every time they have a meal, it's the bread of Christ. Hey, what's for lunch? The bread of Christ. It's probably right? different than what you're thinking, though. That's Clemson. Do you hear the things you say? Well, when's the last time Clemson was relevant? Last year. <laughs> they were relevant last year. Please. Last season. Please. Right? You're the guy who invented already crowned Clemson, dude. Right, because they dude. win the – but what is it? It's a joke of a conference. They God, have to do nothing, bro. God, please hear me. Bobby Bowden, if you're up there, drop dead again. Um, God, can you hear <laughs> It's already crowned Clemson because they win the conference every year. Right, but who cares? Dabo cares. Well, of course he does. He's the head coach, dude. How are you? There is no comparison. You haven't I been swear. To, dude, you haven't been to the to playoff. God. You haven't been to the playoff since the COVID year, bro. Who cares? He's won. Yeah. Look how many dudes he puts in the NFL. Look how they yeah, do in recruiting. Dude, every, dude, please, take the NFL crap out of here. Jim puts guys in the NFL, dude. Saban, Day, bro, everybody puts guys in the NFL at this the level. The difference is the Clemson guys actually do well in the NFL okay, sometimes. Okay, that's a different conversation. Dexter that's Lawrence a is a good player. Five head yeah. is a good player, even though he got paid in crypto. Trevor Lawrence has been has turned into a real threat for Jacksonville. Yes, he Travis has. Travis Atien. After he got a better head coach than Dabo. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, Herbs wait, wasn't wait, good oh enough for five head? Wait, did you just fucking say that? You did you really just say that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, look at me. Did you really just say that Urban Meyer is a better? Oh. <laughs> no, I said Doug Peterson, dude. Doug Peterson, you missed what I said. Doug Peterson, bro, is a better man than Dabo. Trevor Lawrence was all world at Clemson. Right. Like Dabo made 15 head. <laughs> like he made Trevor Lawrence. Every uh -huh. time he, uh, dude. Oh my God. He has our full respect. He went to Pervin. What did you think was going to happen? And then, and then Dougie showed up and they started winning. Mm -hmm. Why do you hate? That's what I was saying. Why do you hate Dabo? Because I, I don't like Dabo as a as a guy. Yeah, what kind of question is that? Hey, how was the defense today? Well, praise Jesus, we tackled well. I hate. I am not a Dabo guy, dude. Like, what what kind of question is that? But you made me a Dabo guy when you say stupid stuff like, "Wow, Pervin Meyer made Trevor Lawrence." You know, when Pervin was in that bar groping that hot blonde. Yeah. Look, I mean, he was thinking about Trevor Lawrence. Pervin needed a hall pass. Stop. Dabo Sweeney makes NFL football players. Program. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? I'm not saying Dabo sucks, dude. I'm just saying that Fivehead <laughs> is the only reason Dabo's done anything. Oh, my God. Dabo didn't do much before Fivehead was in the oh, program. Oh, my God. Right. Program. Dude. Dabo you're... didn't do much before Twitter World called Trevor Lawrence Jesus Christ of college football. OG Gary, NCAA probably needs the money, so they're picking on Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, and he broke rules, massive important rules about recruiting. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they're picking on him. You know. Uh, Ruff's official. I bet they think Sataki is a better coach than Harbaugh. At least you're on brand. Mike Smith, Jake hates Dabo. He also hates America. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. You know? Obviously. Well, I was rooting for the Taliban. Good yeah, point. You know? Stop.
wet blanket. Monty doesn't sound like a godly guy. It's not that I'm not godly, but that was satanic when you talk about it. Okay, fuck you. Herman Meyer's a really good coach. Do you know what that's like these days? I mean, you know, other than the guys that murdered people and went to prison off his roster and all the domestic violence stuff, I just throw that out because, yeah. bro, that, that hand action in the bar, top notch. Hiscock. Dabo made Trevor Lawrence. I disagree. Oh, my I God. I disagree. I know you do. I, I, Boss Frog, Dabo's 805 winning percentage should chime in at any moment with a reminder of 65 and yeah, 7. Yeah, dude, I'm sitting here saying, dude, I'm sitting here saying that five head is why they were 65 and 7, dude. Oh, my God. That's why. Oh, my God. And by God. the way, they play in a cupcake conference. Oh, my God. Please. Um. Jeff Woodworth, he's one. He's he's one with the washcloth. That's right. Pervin is. Yes. That's right. Scock. Tanner Plummer, yes. As an Eagle fan, Doug Peterson is a better coach than Dabo. But to be fair, it's comparing. <laughs> what the? F are you out of your damn minds? Are you out of your minds? You're out of your freaking mind. Oh my god. Too dude. much gravy for my biscuits. Andy worser than the Judas. Well, worser. I mean, it's more funner though. Yeah. Uh, wet blanket. Quit mocking Jesus Christ. Nobody's mocking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right. Here we go. Um, Nobody's mocking. God. <laughs> Hello, Moses. <laughs> Nobody's mocking Jesus Christ. Do you... What, you're okay. Hold on. Anyway, your account name is Wet Blanket, and you want to come here talking about how we can't mock this or that? Come on now. Midnight Magic Musings. Russia is greater than Dabo. Okay. Just I ask ain't. Jake. Just ask, nobody likes the Ukrainians. Nobody. <laughs> right? We ain't getting into that. You're rooting for the. Do you understand? We're not getting you, into that. On every one of these coaches, you take the villain. Well, how wow, am I Jim taking Harbaugh. the villain? Look, Jim Harbaugh. Have you guys seen the way? He buckles his belt around those khakis. It's the glasses like for me. And then he straps on these glasses, and it's like, <laughs> God damn. OG Gary, that poll is fraudulent, and all voters need to be drug tested immediately. Well, He's referring I'll to pull a Johnny and have someone pee for me, okay? First of all, it is the first AP Top 25, and it's irrelevant. It shouldn't be. They haven't even played a game. It's August 14th. Because it's garbage. And this is how thirsty we are for actual football. Mm -hmm. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama, top four. Dude. LSU, USC, Penn State, five, six, seven. Florida State, Clemson, Washington, top 10. The huge overlook here is Texas. How is Texas not a top 10 team? Now, the sarcification of Austin is going to put that right on the bulletin board. Yeah. It forget it. It's it's already there. Yep. It's yep. It's already there. Yep. But the fact that the fact that USC is not top five is wild. The fact that Texas is not top ten. Everybody is outraged. Listen, if you're in the top four, Alabama. I think we all know what do these call it? Rat poison or whatever? Fine bomb. Like, listen. This is exactly what the Sabinator wanted. Why we have fine mom? Because nobody believes that Alabama is an elite team. Well, and year. I agree with what people are saying. Anyone notice the fact that good old uh, Sabinator is real relaxed and uh, comfortable?
in his press conferences. He's not serious Sabinator. That's one of two things. You've either given up on life, which I highly doubt, or you're real happy with how practice is going, and in which case, uh, yeah, college football is screwed. I think that Nick Saban is just fine. I'm not going to question his tactics. I'm not, again, I'm not doing what Paul Feinbaum does. Right. I, I'm not doing it. Right. Nick Saban is a goat. Like, the guy is the best football Nick coach. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Ever. Ever. I, you know, to me, it looks like he's just he's hung it up. No, he hasn't. No. No, he hasn't. And I'm telling you, this is he's going to use this. It, as he should. Yep. Because he, you want to overlook and OG Gary, I, I, I just don't think that the, I don't think that the AP poll in August, in the middle of August, means anything. Yeah. It means not half these guys haven't seen a thing. Yeah. At all. So, uh, Jimmy Ottson, Monty's ready for the Holy War. Seriously. <laughs> so, gimme, gimme. I, I'm ready for a game. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, praise Saban. Woodworth says, roll tide. Mm -hmm. Roll tide! Um, <laughs> Jeremy says, hail Saban. Too much gravy for my biscuits says, roll Todd. Okay. Um, salty drunk, time to stop calling yourselves a sports show. This is now a football show. Okay. Hey, man. I, I, last time I checked, football's a sport, too. So. By the way. Before you come in here being on brand as salty, you should probably ask when we're going to talk about James Harden, which we're going to talk about today. No, we're a football show now. Yeah, sorry, my we're bad. We're not allowed to talk. Kiss my NBA butt anymore. <laughs> salty, relax, relax, my guy. It's There's... fine. We're t I'm telling you, it's coming, dude. Just relax. It's all good. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, the dynasty is not over. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah, dude. It's not. But you the and dynasty I, is not over. You and I both know Saban's going to use this. He is. He is going to use this. That. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Mark three twenty four. Monty now consuming bucked up and uh, mixed with holy water. That's right. That's right. That's the bottom line. <laughs> oh my God! Aaron Wilson's here, which reminds well, us to well, remind well. you that we are giving away tickets to see uh, Oregon. And Texas Tech in Lubbock coming up on September 9th. Now, this is a pretty easy one to win, you guys. This is not difficult by any stretch of the imagination. All you have to do is interact with Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. All you have to do is get yourself a Bucked Up. Get online, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20. Buy yourself some Bucked Up. Collagen peptides, love them. Mm -hmm. Buy yourself some buckshot. Why do we have so much energy? We just took buckshot. Yeah. I'm telling you, the best ingredients, the best products that do exactly what they tell you're going to do. Long-lasting, clean energy. That's what Bucked Up Energy is all about. Tag us in a picture on Twitter or Instagram with Bucked Up involved, and you could win tickets to see Oregon at Texas Tech. This is one of the hottest tickets we've, we've given away yet. So, you know, we gave up BYU's first Big 12 home game. People were all about that. Boom. Gone. You know, we gave the the Baylor Texas Baylor tickets away last week. People were all about that with TridayTrading.com. Yep. This week, it is Oregon and Texas Tech. 
September 9th in Lubbock. It is sold out. Uncle Monty's got a pair of tickets for you. Hey, Monty. All you got to do is tag me in a picture on Twitter or Instagram. Tag Jake on Twitter or Instagram. I am the Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. Jake is SLC Jake, and you are entered to win Friday at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, right here on the Monty Show. We will announce the winner. Talking college football and all that is involved in that. Talking about this Jim Harbaugh thing right now. Um, coming up in about 45 minutes, we'll get to James Harden. we got to talk about some NFL stuff as well. Football 50 is back for the season today. So we have football Let's 50 go, coming up in half an hour. But what is the NCAA being too harsh on Jim Harbaugh? You, you, you may know that Harbaugh is under investigation. It is centered around recruiting infractions. He allegedly was recruiting illegally during dark periods and during COVID, having kids come to campus and these illegal alleged visits that took place. Right. Jim Harbaugh had negotiated a four-game suspension against four cupcakes to start the season. Everybody was ready to roll. And then the Committee on Infractions, which is essentially the NCAA, said, no, that's not enough. And it sounds like, and this is just my opinion, it sounds like Michigan fandom got to the NCAA because fans were gloating that Jim Harbaugh got a four-game suspension because he bought a kid a cheeseburger. And what they're saying is that a recruit came to campus, what Michigan fans are saying, a recruit came to campus, Jim and his staff took a kid and his family out for a cheeseburger. That's not what it's about. The NCAA Committee on Infractions issued a statement today, which is unheard of, basically saying, this isn't over, and this is not about a cheeseburger. Unheard of that you would do that. I think Jim Harbaugh is staring down the barrel at a season-long suspension, but I think the chances are it's not this season. I think it's next season because now I don't see any way you, you get a, an investigation done. I don't know what you think, but I don't see any way. It's August 14th. I mean, you're kicking off in two weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, timing's not great, but I think – if you're a, if you're a rules committee of any kind, if you have any any type of pride in what you do, you don't care about kickoff. It's not about kickoff. It's about you know how you got to this point, uh, and it's about uh, the process. As as any investigation or as any investigative body would would do it. Like it's literally, hey, it's the process. As yeah. long as if like as an example, this is kind of extreme, but if it went into week five and. They had to suspend him the rest of the season. Great. That's the process. That's how it plays out. Yes. Maybe you shouldn't have it illegally recruited. Because I, I, I and, and I think, you know, to your point, this is why you, you put out a statement. It's not about a cheeseburger, man. It, it's we're, not. we're not investigating one of the biggest names in college football over, you know, a quarter pounder with cheese. That's not what we're doing here. And that's not what the body's about. So, so that's why I say, like, uh, again, Michigan fans going to tell you, oh, well, Recruit came up, and they just bought him a burger, and everyone hates Michigan, and it's us against the world. That's what Michigan fans going to tell you. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who's not a Michigan fan, and as someone who, I don't hate Jim Harbaugh, but I don't love Jim Harbaugh. I think he has a purpose, and he's good at making money. He broke rules. You got caught. We all do. Right? No cop, no stop type mentality with recruiting. And he got caught. So that's what this is about. And I just think it's 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 that 
easy, simple, straightforward, black and white. Like, there is no gray area with this stuff, right? Ask Sean Miller at Arizona. Ask anybody who's been caught in issues in with the NCAA. It's very simple. You're going to take your beating, yes. and that's just what it is. Yeah, and I, I think the NCAA with this statement, I, I think this is a huge mistake. I think it is – it's something we've never seen before. That's how – groundbreaking, like these big words, but that's what this feels like. Mm -hmm. You've never seen the Committee on Infractions or anybody related to it ever talk about an investigation. And now all of a sudden, it's not about a cheeseburger. Like, I think this is a huge mistake. Yeah. Hello, Billy gives us $2. What's up? Uh, what's up? What's up? If Stanford went to the Big 12, would Oregon State get into the Big 12? Mm. I just don't know that Stanford's a fit in the Big 12. To I be don't. honest with you, bro. And I don't think the Big 12 has any desire right now to go to 20. Yeah. I, I, I think they are quite comfortable with where they're at. Um, with the, the four new teams coming in this year and the four coming in next year. Um, you know, I, I think it is, I think it's, I don't know how you, I don't know. How do you quantify the difficulty in getting to 20? Like, man, it is, it's like your puppy turned into a hundred pound Great Dane. Like, it's just, I, I think it, you lose control of your product the quality of your product, the matchups in your product, the the little details that make the Big Twelve so special. Can the can conferences like the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, can they stay in that lane and and pay attention to details at 20, 22, 24? If we get to two super conferences, and Lord knows how many will be in those conferences, mm -hmm. you lose the special little it the little ingredients yep. that make those conferences special and like in the big 12 it's why i'm so upset that bedlam's dead and i'm even more upset that mike gundy doesn't give a damn that bedlam's dead yeah I, but i think at some point these programs and these conferences are going to have to put money in infrastructure it, it, it was you had enough infrastructure like people and, or yeah people facility like and i'm not talking about like football facility i'm talking about like Office space facility, like a built like bandwidth facility, like you have being, to spend more money yeah, on the road. Yeah, I mean, again, your business is growing. Look, dude, as a small business owner, I appreciate this more than anyone, dude. The 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 more you grow, the more you have to put into infrastructure. Yes. You have to have a foundation to support the pyramid, right? Like you got to be able to say, hey, okay, if we want to get to this mountaintop of twenty teams or beyond, we got to yeah. widen the base out to support everybody on top of it. So. So, yeah, theoretically, if you said, hey, Brett, yeah, you can expand to 20 and you can make more money and you and everything can stay the same, but you're going to have to put, you know, $400 million in infrastructure to do that. But does that feel like who the Big 12 is? No, I don't that think the Big 12 like is Stanford. I don't think that Stanford fits in. Size-wise, yes, you lose some details, but I think you can recoup those details if you add infrastructure, right? Like, it, that's, yeah. that is the process of business. Uh, Jaron Eccles, uh, the lovely Cub logo. Jaron Eccles, my guy. Uh, seven months he's been a member. Let's Jaren, go, baby. Thank you for supporting the show. I missed hearing the football 50 tune. By the way, go Cubs, baby. If Milwaukee would cooperate, we could have a really good September. No, wow. Milwaukee needs to cooperate. Who do you think you are, Brewers fans? By the way, did you see that the yes. Brewers might be moving? Yep. And now, Riley, every time I built. say, by the way, Riley O'Brien pops into my head jerk 
Uh, RB, let's talk about how easy Georgia and Michigan's schedule is and how they canceled top matchups versus OU and UCLA. Yep. Has anybody looked yep. at Georgia's schedule? We were debating this today. Uh, uh, Georgia doesn't play – I think Georgia has two big games on their schedule. Cupcake, dude. If we're being honest, I think their first real test is at Auburn on September 30th. But really, it's, it's Ole Miss, Tennessee – in November. Those are their two games. UT Martin, all these are at home to start the season. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, and then at Auburn September 30th. Kentucky at Vandy, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. Cop. So wait, wait. Cake. When does the season actually start? December? Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But you... Now... Is there anybody who's surprised by Michigan's schedule? Because we've talked about this too. Michigan plays East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Those are the first four that Jimmy was supposed to be suspended for. At Nebraska, that's a real test. I think Matt Rule at home in Lincoln. Okay, now we're okay. That's cool. a fist fight. Cool. At Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, Purdue. Michigan State, it's always a battle. Even and, though they in state win rival. No, but you're right. In state rival, okay. At Penn State. That's their second big game. It's November 11th. Purdue is a game Michigan would lose. Is that home or is that away for Michigan? Uh, Purdue is at home. Yeah, they'll win that game. Yeah, they'll win that one. At Maryland, and then Ohio State to end the season Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know my yeah, problem with these games. schedules, dude? In, 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 with Michigan, I get it because it's the Big Ten. You, you just understand it. You get it. The SEC, I've got a real problem with, with these schedules. And you understand it from the SEC side. Why would we make life hard for Georgia and Alabama and LSU? Why would we do that? We, we need to keep winning national championships. But, but from, a, <clears throat> from a business standpoint for college football, how did Georgia and Alabama not play one game in the regular season? And Georgia's got a cupcake schedule. Here's Alabama. Middle Tennessee State. To open up Texas week two. Legit season started right there. South Florida at South Florida week three that's in Tampa. Win. That's a win. But that's, dude. That's a win. Dude. I'm warning you about that game. South Florida, you again, another thing I get my ass kicked for on this show South Florida plays football. Mm -hmm. you, you remember August 14th, you remember this conversation. South Florida plays football. Ole Miss. Yep. Now that's in Tuscaloosa. At Mississippi State. That's a game. At AM. That's a game. Arkansas. Game. Tennessee. LSU. How about that stretch Look of that a run, schedule? Dude. So, and this is my point about at the end of the year, like when we're getting into like bowl selection and, and that time of year in college football. How is this not taken into account? How is Georgia not penalized on some level for having an easy ass Michigan, schedule, dude? Ohio State, and Georgia will be undefeated. Alabama will be a two-loss team. Will they get into the playoff? They should. But they won't. But they won't. And pe and what will people say? Oh, Nick Saban's slipping. Oh, man, the old man should retire. It's oh, Nick Saban's too rich and he's too comfortable. Put up the statue. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He should retire. You go play that schedule and go undefeated. You and Furthermore, hey, coach. Hey, Ryan Day. Play this schedule. Play this schedule <coughs> instead of Purdue and Minnesota. Jim Harbaugh, hey, dad, by God, come on down. We'll take Rutgers. You take Lane Train. This is what this is my point. 
Big Ten is soft. The SEC is where football lives. And the Big 12 is still the best football conference top to bottom. By the way, protein, um, I would remind you that the Pac-12 plays a very similar schedule. But does the Big Ten? No. They're yeah. auto-bid. Pull up, uh, up USC schedule. They're, all, they're auto-bid. They are auto-bid yeah. in the Big Ten for two spots in the college football playoff. And it's ridiculous. Because they don't have the infrastructure. SC, uh, home for San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, at Arizona State, at Colorado. They open up October, home for Arizona, at Notre Dame, at uh, home for Utah, at Cal, Washington, at Oregon. Look at that finish with UCLA. So wait, let me get this right. Your last five games are at Notre Dame, home for Utah, at Cal, home for Washington, at Oregon, home for UCLA. Yeah, bro. Kirby get anywhere near that? Nope. No. There's only one team in the top. And, and again, remember, SC is not a top 10 team. They're not a, a well-respected team, right? They're, they're not. Yeah. You go play that schedule and tell me that's not twice as difficult as Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia combined. What USC is going to have to play this year. Yep. It's ridiculous. By the, the, any measure, USC has a far more difficult schedule. And that's why Oregon, Washington, SC, and UCLA next year in the Big Ten, they needed that. So don't tell me, Michigan fan, that Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh being suspended is some travesty. You'll be just fine. Uh, Tom Droopy Johnson Dean for $2. Monty stood up, and now I know he was right last Friday. I, this goes, are we still having the do I have a fat ass conversation? I don't have a, the, the 50 pounds or whatever I've lost now, I've never had a fat ass. It really hit me. Dude, I went to, um, how do I say this politely? I was golfing Saturday, and I went to, um, Contribute to the water table, and my and, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> it uh, 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 well, and pants fell down. <laughs> like it's crazy. I, I I frankly I wish I had. No, I don't. Uh, Garrison Kleinman, a member for two months, just gives us the sunglass look. Cowboy Country uh, gives us five dollars. Say Okie State not in the AP top twenty-five. Ollie Gordon in, in his sophomore year, 1,000 yards. Colin Oliver went from DN to linebacker and is in amazing shape. He'll be a monster. You've got to show that you still have passion. Yeah, that's the thing for Okie State and a lot of these Big 12 programs. You, you got to show that, that, you're, that you have the fire that the top programs have. Yeah, you do. Cougar Tracks for $2. Who pays the $50 million the pack still owes? It's a contract. So any money that is owed is equally responsible by all 12 members. That's it. It's that simple. It's a contract. They are under contract through July 1st so or June 30th. So all 12 of these teams mm -hmm. owe, owe their share of that money. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no getting out of it. There's no way anybody's going to bail on it. That's just not the way it is. Tom says, go Utes. Yeah, this uh, Brandon Rose injury in the scrimmage the other day is a big deal. It's a problem. We'll see. But this also goes back to this conversation. If you guys didn't hear, Brandon Rose, the backup quarterback, the number two at Utah, 
got hurt. He got hit in a scrimmage and he got hurt. And everybody in 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 Utah was like, "Oh, they shouldn't be tackling." It. Yeah, they should. It's football. Yeah, dude, it's part of the sport. It's football, yeah. and injuries are going to happen in camp. They happen every single year in the NFL and in college. It is what it is. Dude, you think that defense just wakes up one day? But Utah, I don't know, has under Kyle Winningham anyway in the last 15 years. Have they ever been deeper at quarterback with, with Bryson Barnes and Nate uh, Nate Johnson? They have. I think Nate can really play. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this, because Cam Rising's out, and we'll see how long he's out and when in camp, or if he comes back in camp, we'll see. But you've... You've got to have depth. Yeah. And if Utah is the juggernaut we think they are, and I think they are a college football playoff candidate, you're going to have to get through a very difficult Pac-12. Yeah. But they're a candidate, and it's because they have four number one quality quarterbacks. So let's see who's who. Let's find out. You know, Jeff Woodworth says every rose has its thorn. Yes, it does. Jim Choi, report says Pac-12 got rainy day reserve of $420 million. Maybe pay Comcast with that money. Maybe. Yeah, look, I, the reality is there's a lot of pathways to paying that Comcast situation and haven't talked about the Holiday Bowl yet. Like, they have, dude, they have some things that they got to they gotta handle. No doubt about it. But the the, the, the number one priority is, 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 A, in my opinion, A, is the conference viable moving forward? Can you mm-hmm. add and keep the conference together on some level? Or, B, where do the rest of the teams go? And I still maintain that the problem for the Pac-12 is going to be when all these teams are in their new conferences, no one's going to be talking about the Pac-12 anymore. Yeah. I I think the Pac-12 name and brand has to survive because you, uh, you're going to lose a Power 5 conference. I mean, yeah. they have two years, for those of you who don't know, the Pac-12 by the rules, and I think Ross Dellinger tweeted this, the bylaws in the NCAA say you have two years. If you drop below eight teams, you're no longer a P5. Yeah. But you have two years to get back above eight or more before you lose your P5 status. Correct. So they're on the clock starting Ju- July 1st. They have to get back above eight teams. Unless these remaining four teams dissolve the conference and go their separate ways. My feeling is the Mountain West and the, the Pac-12 will get together in one form or fashion That'll bump the Pac-12 back over eight. George will be out. Glory will be in. And everybody's going to go about their business. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Are there other options? Yeah. The AAC could come in very, very clearly. The AAC can come in and they can they can get after it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Make sure you hit the like button right here on the Monty Show. Uh, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, if you are new here, please give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, please consider subscribing to the channel. We've got two weeks to get 2000 new subs in here. We're trying to get to 25,000 before the kickoff of college football. So please, if you are new here, please consider hitting subscribe. We really appreciate it. We just passed, um, 23,000 subs. We're at 23,030. Um, so I, Really would love to have you on board the show. Let's go. Selfishly. Get it done. We would like to get to 25K. So appreciate that. Uh, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And listen, if you got hurt at work today, I know a lot of people when they get hurt at work are hesitant to go outside of the workman's comp insurance sphere. You've got to. 
And at the advocates, they make it really easy because you don't have to reach into your pocket. You never pay them a penny. You can chat with an expert attorney and workman's comp, workplace injuries at theadvocates.com online for free. Go chat with them. I know a lot of people are hesitant to make phone calls. Chat with them. And listen, if, if your company and your insurance company is taking care of you, great. The advocates will tell you that. Nine times out of 10, you're leaving money on the table, especially when you get hurt at work. You have nothing to lose. Chat with an attorney online at theadvocates.com. Um, I want to also get to uh, this, this thing with... I'm interested in your thoughts on does the NCAA survive? Because this thing with Jim Harbaugh, I think has opened up this question about what good is the NCAA doing its membership? Because by releasing a statement that says, hey, Jim Harbaugh, essentially what they said was Jim Harbaugh committed real serious violations that are unrelated to him having a cheeseburger with a recruit. Right. So they're reading message boards and they're taking shots at Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Is the NCAA looking out for the best in their membership? Or have they become a way too powerful body? Because I still am of the belief that the top 100 programs in this country should ditch this system known as the NCAA, and they should strike out on their own. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what we're waiting for as fans. Like, we're waiting for a new system to come in, several new systems in the big picture. But, yeah, I I think that we're waiting for a new system to come in where where it's everything from, hey, how do we we go about crowning a champion in college football? Because I do think football and basketball are very different business lines, and I think they should be treated in such fashion, especially for the top 100 programs in the country. But but I yeah we're waiting for a more streamlined process and unfortunately the NCAA takes this stance that it's student athlete not athletic student and and I I look at that and I say okay that was cool 50 years ago that was cool 10 years ago but we're way past that now the advent of the cell phone changed the game because now somebody in Boston can see what DTR was at one time doing at UCLA. Right, somebody on the West Coast can see what Fivehead was doing at Clemson at, when Five he was head. there. Right, like you can see everything that's going on with prospects now. And the point with that is, okay, if we're gonna start leveraging the kid more, we we gotta grow up a little bit in college athletics, and we gotta find better structure to to get these kids paid at a level that they should be paid at. Uh, I also think that we got to get into a place where individual institutions have to have the ability to do their own business. And and it, and it is a dog-eat-dog dog world just like everything else, right? Because in, in, in regular business, we don't have grants of rights. We don't have groups of people doing huge TV deals. That's not how it works. Exhibit A, the Phoenix Suns. Exhibit B, the, Go- the Vegas Golden Knights. Like You have all these professional franchises doing their own bidding. I think that's how it should be in college athletics. It, it, the haves and the have-nots. I don't see any other way for it to move forward as we head into a two- and three-conference system. I think the bigger issue is going to be that you don't have a way to support the small school. You don't have a way to support the Oregon states and the Washington states because you put Oregon State and Washington State up against Stanford and Cal. Oregon State and Washington State are going to lose every time. But if you pull the top 100 universities out and you make your own body, tell me Oregon State and Washington State aren't there. There's going to be smaller schools who will suffer, but they're suffering now. 
So there's got to be a happy medium. I am not at all a believer in the NCAA. I don't believe that the NCAA is about protecting the, the academics. I agree with you 100% on that. I think the academics are meaningless. I think it's unfortunate because college education should matter. When you're going to Stanford as a swimmer, you're getting one of the best educations in the entire world. That should be worth something. The problem too often, though, is it's meaningless because a lot of kids don't graduate. I think when you look at Alabama or you look at the, the factories in this country for basketball, a lot of kids are, especially in basketball, you're one and done. So I, I don't know how you fix it, but I do know that this Harbaugh leak, this Harbaugh quote was a massive mistake. And I think the NCAA has forgotten what its value system is. They've forgotten that the NCAA is supposed to be representing its members. And by leaking a public statement about cheeseburgers on Michigan fan boards, I think you forgot who you are and where you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that is always a death sentence. And I think, in, in my opinion, the NCAA is obsolete. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how else you would I, – I don't even know how else you would phrase it. And, and I want to believe that they're trying to bring justice to the misdeeds of Jim Harbaugh. But what are you doing at Arizona State? What did you do with the wiretap scandal in basketball? Well, and and again, I, I I'm I'm the guy who goes right to, hey, you know, when we should we should be comparing college athletics on some level to professional sporting leagues in the sense that discipline is not unique to these to to individual leagues, dude. The only thing that's unique and different is I the agree. way. Adam Silver or Roger Goodell or Rob Manfred or, you know, a bunch of old white guys in the NCAA figuring out how they want to discipline Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And and I think your point about the message board thing is spot on. Dude, if 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 you if you weren't paying attention to what the fans were saying, we wouldn't even be talking about Jim. But you are, so we are. Yeah. So you're not just about the student athlete. You're not just about academics. You're about taking advantage of opportunities that are presented to you because you pay attention to what fans in the media are saying. To which I say, that sounds an awfully lot like the NFL. Yep, I agree. Let's get your comments in here. Seven minutes away from football at 50. Uh, the biggest headlines, including Zeke Elliott signing a contract in the NFL today. We'll have all that news for you coming up. Uh, OG Gary says, it's it only means something if the institution is amazing at academics like Stanford, Cal, Michigan, Rutgers, SCLA, Duke, and uh, NC. Well... But, I, I mean, I, I would use your Utah Utes as an example, Gary. I mean, Utah is a fantastic place to get an education. Yeah. Um, I, I know so many people. One of my, one of my good friends is getting his, his MBA there. Like, I know so many people that get great education at places like Utah, at places like, I mean, put your finger on Washington or Oregon or now, are they the true elites of the elites? Are they are they Stanford? No, but how many Stanfords are there? Yeah. It, the education you get at BYU is outstanding. The education you get at San Diego State is outstanding. But I think at the end of the day, when you do the things, the education you get at Michigan. Who's talking about the, the law degree you get at Michigan today? Nobody. We're talking about cheeseburgers in Michigan football. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's ridiculous to me. I, I don't love it. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I don't like it at all. And I think, you know, and this is kind of the cynical side of me coming out, but but I see the, you know, the landscape in college athletics and specifically college football changing so much now and, you know, NIL and the portal just coming so strongly to the forefront. 
I am a proponent. I am a guy that says, hey, like, I do think guys like Reggie Bush, there should be a conversation about that. Like, as we move into the future and we're comfortable with, you know, Jaden McDaniels getting a Canes deal, like, Reggie Bush should be, should at least have his name cleared. If you don't want to give him the Heisman or a national championship or whatever, if you don't want to give him all the accolades, fine. But I think we need to start clearing some of the names of these guys who back then were doing precisely what you've permitted now. Like, I think there needs to be a conversation about that at some point. That's a different show, man. I don't know if I can agree with that. I mean, rules are rules, and it matters when they're applied and when they're not being applied. I mean, we, it's, are we going to talk about steroids in baseball? Like, I mean, there's so many different that's ways to one. apply that. Yeah, yeah that's really another is. one. You're not wrong. Uh, RB says the NCAA just loves to ruin TV revenue. <laughs> You're not wrong. Again, but you, but you see what I mean? Like, that's a great point. Like, they make all the money, and... Who else yeah. benefits? Nobody. Jim Choi, what did what did NCAA do with Tennessee? Only school that went all Rambro uh, was with USC and Reggie Bush. A joke. There's a lot of those examples. Arizona. Uh, Mike Smith, Jim Hardball in Lambo with NCAA, uh, NAACP over fractions. Okay. You lost me. Uh, Jim in trouble because he said that burger was mid. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know. You know, probably. You're probably not wrong. Uh, let's see. Jacob says, if the pack keeps its name, will they look to add any mountain schools? If so, uh, who? Well, I mean, I, I think you're just going to add the entire Mountain West. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of mountain representation. I think if you're the Pac-12 and you're looking at new conferences, what you don't want and what you can't have is, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go into the Mountain West and we're going to pick out our favorite little schools off the can't shelf. Do that. And then we're going to get into a bad place with our TV partners, even though we were already in a horrible place with our TV partners. Well, and I'd also remind you, you're talking about exit fees now that are – $34 million if a team wants to leave the Mountain West. Massive. And they're not cutting deals. Yeah. Remember that. Um, you can't just leave to leave. What I'm telling you is I would very much believe the Mountain West is the best and maybe the only option. Because I, I, if we look at the if we look at the AAC, is it really is it really a comparison to the Mountain West? Charlotte, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic. Memphis, okay. Navy? Hmm. Consider basketball, though. North Texas? Rice? SMU? South Florida? Certainly. Certainly. Tulane? Certainly. But Tulsa? Hmm. UAB? UTSA? Maybe not yet. But if you go to the Mountain West, who's saying no to, to the Pac-12 and... Mountain West with Air Force, Boise, Colorado State, Fresno State, Hawaii, Nevada's solid, New Mexico solid, speaking of basketball, San Diego State, UN, uh, San Jose State, eh. UNLV, Utah State, Wyoming. Yeah. The Mountain West is a far better fit. Yeah. Well, Ge- and I just think, again, you're geographically about exit fees, right? If you, if you merge, you don't have to deal with exit fees. Yeah. I think it, it. we overthink this far too much. Mm-hmm. Far Keep too much. simple, right? Far too much. It's three years. Anybody can do three years. 
I did five years in Arizona, friends. It's hot and it's a dry heat, which means it's hot. <laughs> Trust me. Not you, wrong, bro. You can do three years in the Mountain West. There's no doubt. Corey Erickson for $5. Love my Utes, but they always find a way to make me nervous. Can't wait for football to finally start. You got to be Florida. Yeah, well, and I think you got to get an answer on Cam Rising. I mean, what are we really talking about? I mean, they, they notice how long they took back in the day to announce the ACL I, issue. I have even to though, believe he's back. I but think you, he's you, back. Understand, but. Utah is historically stringent on injuries, as they should be. As they should be. Mm-hmm. They do not release injury information ever. They rarely have open practice when it matters. You're getting the last three minutes of practice. Yes. Kyle Whittingham keeps a tight, tight lid on that football program, as he should. So I don't think any of us have a full grasp on what his situation is. But, bro, the first three out of four games are going to define your season. As always with Utah, right? Right. Florida at home, at Baylor. Weber, you should be 2-0, and probably 3-0. and And then UCLA to open up the conference run. And then you're at Oregon State. And then you're home for Cal. And then you're at, like, there's no rest for the weary, man. There's no rest for the weary, which is why we do football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. The official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Ezekiel Elliott signs with the New England Patriots. Jake, you like it or hate it? Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I, you know, I think, you know, Zeke has had kind of a tumultuous run towards the end of his time in Dallas. And we all remember the last play in Zeke's tenure in Dallas was that wild snap where he's standing alone on the line of scrimmage and gets blown up. Like, I just think his exit from Dallas wasn't great, and I think he's landed in a good spot. New England needs some help in, in the backfield. Uh, I, I, I think Zeke can, can, can be a good contributor for them. Now, how many downs? He's probably not three-down guy, but first and second down, certainly. Uh, and, and I think if he can be any kind of threat, that would that will really push them forward. I think Mac Jones needs more resources. There's no doubt about it. And I think the question really in New England is, how long can the old man stay as their head coach? Can the old man? Yeah. How long can Bill Belichick, the hood, the, the GOAT, how long is he going to do this thing? Because they've been pretty mediocre. Now, again, you lose Tom. You know, the team rolls over. I get it. But you got to keep moving in the right direction here if you're Bill Belichick. I do not believe that Bill Belichick is in danger of losing his job. This has always been fascinating to me. Now, I love the Ezekiel Elliott hire. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good contract. It's team-friendly. No problem. I happen to be... And again, I'm I'm willing to wear it. I'm a I'm a Mac Jones buyer. I'm a Mac Jones believer. I have no problem with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback. He hasn't had Bill O'Brien before. He had two defensive guys trying to be offensive coordinators. That's a problem. Well, now you you took that excuse away. You have a legitimate quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. Mac Jones is going to be better for that. Ezekiel Elliott makes Mac Jones a better player. They're going to be better. We've got to stop with this idea, and maybe this is where we part company on this move. we got to stop with this idea that Bill Belichick somehow is in trouble in New England. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think he's in trouble. I just think that you can't be mediocre for season on season on season. Like, Mac Jones, I think there's still a couple of questions, and I agree. 
Bill O'Brien, big upgrade. And really, you should see the fruits of that hire. Absolutely. And I, I think when I look at Ezekiel Elliott, he fizzled out at the end of his time in Dallas. Like, he just wasn't the same guy. Now he's aged. Okay, great. But I'm telling you, in this league right now, with the running back market and the viewpoint on running backs, you have to be productive. Zeke needs to catch the, the ball out of the backfield. Zeke, at the same time, needs to be able to, to take it up the A-gap and get you four yards of carry. Like, he's got to be that guy. Let's and I don't not know if forget, he's that guy. Let's not forget they went 10-7 and seven two years ago and went to the playoffs. Well, last year was a disaster. I don't disagree with that. I don't question that. But you're transitioning out of Tommy. I let before we write off Bill Belichick. Let's let's just chill out. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I'm saying. I I think we're we're a little too quick on Bill Belichick's washed. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Dallas Cowboys made a major move today, finally extending Zach Martin. $18 million a year. He's the third highest paid guard in the NFL. Jake, was this a good move? Yeah, you had to do this. I, I think if you're going to be, you know, if you're someone who's a critic of Dak Prescott, uh, you have to be a critic of, of stringing out Zach Martin like this. I, I The guy deserves to be paid at the top of the of the offensive line market, and he finally gets his deal, and I think it's it was a good move by him. I, I think nowadays, guys... Uh, tend to want to hold out who don't have the leverage. Zach Martin had the leverage. You, you're really going to just say, like, I love that Jerry Jones comes out and says, yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, ultimately, you know, we're paying guys a lot of money. So, you know, maybe, maybe not on Zach Martin. No, you're paying Zach Martin. We're not talking about another wide receiver. We're not talking about another safety. You're talking about a guy who protects the franchise's biggest asset, Dak Prescott. You have to pay him. And the only thing I didn't like about it is that they strung it out so long. Yeah, and listen, I, I agree the holdout's a bad look, but Jarrah's going to Jarrah, right? The biggest question is, what does this mean to Dak Prescott? It's a ton. Dak Prescott has played three NFL games without Zach Martin. That number was not going up to start the season. Hell, who knows what's going to happen? Football injuries are present every single snap, right? This is a year that Dak Prescott has to shine. Yes. And I don't I, I want to say it was Greeny or maybe it was Cowherd, I can't remember, was comparing Dak Prescott to Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And right now I have to say I, I don't disagree with that comparison. I think Dak Prescott has not played his best football yet. I think a new offensive coordinator, I think a you know, Mike McCarthy calling plays, like the excuses have been taken away now. Right. Dak Prescott has to perform. They have to win the division. They have to win a playoff game. And if you're Jarrah and that doesn't happen, I think you have to make significant changes. And, and I hate to say that because I think Mike McCarthy's been more than serviceable there. I, I think the skill positions around Dak Prescott have let him down. You could not have, have gone to the season without Zach Martin. This was simply, as you said, it was a, a, an a fait accompli. It was a matter of time. Yeah, dude. So yep. I really, I like the move, but I cannot stress enough. There are a lot of questions. Who's your best running back? Where's Pollard? What, like, Zeke not being there. I wouldn't discount that. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott Tight. were really close friends. I think that's a big, big... We need to see this Dallas Cowboy team week one. Let's see what they look like. Yeah. Let's see how they how they flow, what their continuity looks like, how many blown assignments. Like, how ready to win big games is this Dallas Cowboy thing? I think that's a big one. What are the... 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was always going to say is just that I think Jerry likes to turn over head coaches like they're like there's just they're just falling off trees. And I think but that, he hasn't done that. Well, I think uh, with, with all due respect, look how long he held on. Look how long he held and his name went right out of my Jason head. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Look how long he hung on to Jason Garrett. Yeah. You hired Barry Switzer. Right? I he's he's in my opinion he's given guys too much leash. If Fathead doesn't win a playoff game and if Dak's not a far better quarterback, you got to fire Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't see how you don't make that change. I'll leave it right there cuz this story about Michael Orr one of the best stories in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Adopted by a, a black kid, adopted by a white family, goes to college and in the NFL, books, movies. Now it turns out to be terribly fraudulent. Michael Orr filed papers in court claiming that his adoptive parents did not adopt him. And when he turned 18, they forced him to, or duped him into signing papers that gave them control of his assets because it put his, his him into a conservatorship with his adoptive parents as the conservators. And he claims that they profited off his name, image, and likeness without his permission. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, and I don't really care about the truth. This is a tragic ending to the story. Yeah. This was one of the good, good stories. This felt good. It always felt good. It was really good. And now here we are at the end of it. And it's fraud. And people got rich. And there was theft, allegedly. It's The whole thing sucks. Well, and I think at a minimum, and, and I know we have to say allegedly, and there's no evidence yet, or there's well, no verdicts yet. Okay, great. I get all that. The bottom line is this dude wouldn't have gone to court and filed a bunch of paperwork if nothing had happened. So clearly something has happened on some level. They are in a place in that relationship where he is unhappy with what's happened. Uh, and he's he's trying to make that right. And, you know, I, I the last time we heard conservatorship in the big oh. picture was Britney Spears. Right. We heard that whole situation, how that all went down. Uh, and it's typically not a good situation. So did they or didn't they? I don't know. But what I'm telling you is there is definitely something going on here. And I hate the way it looks because I agree with you. This is one of the best stories in the league. Yeah, and I, I think when you don't know and you have questions about situations, you order a calzone from Papa Murphy's. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You never get the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. They're so easy to work with, you guys. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Get yourself a pizza. Get yourself the meatball marinara, the take and bake chocolate chip cookies, creme de la chips ahoy, baby. They're better than any cookie you've ever had. They're, and I love cookies. I don't get to eat them much at all. They're bomb. 
Jake walks in here. He so we have lunch today, right? Mm-hmm. He he stops by Maverick, gets a bucked up, rolls in and hands me a Snickers bar. Hey guys, like, dude, I just weighed myself and I lost a pound over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be eating no Snickers bar. I know it's gonna kill you. You're not helping, mm-hmm. sir. It's my fault. I get it. This hour of the Monty Show is always the third hour of the show. And anytime we talk NBA, presented by TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Get yourself a $10 30-day trial membership. That $10 goes right to charity. And I'm telling you, A, that's a tax write-off. But B, if I said to you, here's $10, let's let's look at the rest of your life. What if I said, give me $10 so you can make $1,000 a day? Would you do that? Well, of course you'd do that. If I said, give me $10 and you can make $240,000 a year, would you do that? Of course you would. Tridaytrading.com, their 30-day trial membership is all in. You get all their systems, processes, software, education. You get everything for 10 bucks in a 30-day trial membership. At the end of that 30 days, if it ain't you, it's not you. You walk away and you get a tax write-off to boot with the, the charitable donation. But trust me when I say, just like everybody else in this show that's gone through their, their 30-day trial membership, not going to walk away because it makes you bread, dude. Did you make a thousand dollars today? Are you sick and tired of being forced to go back to an office? Tridaytrading.com. Do you need a side hustle? Do you want to just make vacation money? Maybe you just like, maybe you just want to pay for your car payment. Maybe you're looking for a new Land Rover. Maybe you're like me and you want to get a Porsche Cayenne, GTS, Porsche wheel package, offset tire sizes. That stuff costs money. Make that bread. Part-time, you can make three to $500 a day. Tridaytrading.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's run through a bunch more of your comments, then we'll get to the NBA. So I see everybody commenting. Um, Loboblast1. First time he's ever given us a super sticker. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. For $10. The Aztec fan is wrong. It's not University of New Mexico although horrible, that is holding up Stanford. I mean, it's not New Mexico. They're terrible. Uh, it's the academics of Boston State, San Jose State, Fresno State, and yes, even San Diego State. Yeah, and I, I think we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about this for a long time. Stanford is not... Stanford is not... They're not thrilled to be stepping down academically. Yeah. Because there's real value. As Alabama football has real value, Stanford academics has real value. And they're not that far apart. Trust mm-hmm. me when I say the money that's made at Stanford on academics is more money than you could ever dream of. Yep, It truly is. Hey, uh, breaking news in the National Football League. Um, of course, all of our breaking news is brought to you by Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road and in St. George. The Jeezy. Go in and get yourself a deluxe chicken sandwich. <laughs> Extra pickles, because they're always fresh, right? All their produce always chopped fresh in-house. They're, you're always getting a never-frozen breaded chicken breast, which is unbelievable. And your sauce is free. Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden and in St. George. Breaking news out of the National Football League. Dalvin Cook has finally signed with the New York Jets. Yeah! I'm telling you, man, they're not playing around. Screw Aaron Rodgers. I think they know. <laughs> I think they know that Aaron Rodgers has a two-year window to win a Super Bowl in, with the Jets. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. And if you bring in Dalvin Cook to be the running back, I, 
It's shocking to me. Yeah, it's shocking to me he didn't sign with the Dolphins. More shocking to me he's not still a Viking. Because Dalvin Cook does two things really well. He runs and he catches. Yes, he does. And his after-contact numbers are pretty good. Like, Dalvin Cook's a baller, and he's got a lot more left in the tank. And now he's going to spend that fuel on the New York Jets for one year, $8.6 million is what Dalvin Cook is getting with the Jets. I think this is a huge pickup for them. Yeah, and I think if you're Dalvin Cook, you want to go to a major market, with all due respect to Miami, because it is a major market, but it's not New York City. Yeah. And I think that that, that understanding, hey, Aaron Rodgers' expectation is championship level, uh, again, with all due respect, the Minnesota Vikings were never in danger of winning a Super Bowl. So, you wanna, for me— You want to throw in a by the way? Uh, by the way, uh, the New York Jets have Super Bowl aspirations. And, yes, they are just aspirations. I am with you guys. Hey, just because Hard Knocks wants to slurp Aaron Rodgers for 60 minutes a week is great. That doesn't mean you're going out yeah. and winning a Super Bowl. But if you're Dalvin Cook, put yourself in his shoes. I'd be going there, too. Why well, wouldn't you? And he held out and he got paid. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what this comes down to. As Giggity said, J-E-T, where's the S? S. Is there more? No excuse, no excuses now, Mr. Ayahuasca. That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't want to hear any kind oh! of garbage about young guys or I didn't have enough around me or I agree. I'd rather would have had Eddie Lacy. Like, don't talk to me about other backs, <laughs> Eddie dude. Fat-ass Eddie Lacy. Don't talk to me about <laughs> other backs, dude. Bats! Good pull. What's up, Greg Hawkins? How do you seven-month casuals, he says. Thank you for being one of the best. Good to see you, Greg Hawkins. Uh, let's see. Mike Smith says Brett Favre made money from family in the blind side in order to help his daughter get volleyball gyms. Hey man, I, that could be, <coughs> I have no knowledge of that. Tanner Plummer says, wow, good move by the jets. I mm-hmm. would agree with that. Um, Sam J says, yep, Tom. Okay. Uh, cause Tom said, dear Stanford, you can be number three in academics, or you can be good at revenue sports. Pick one. They have. And it's, I disagree. It's academics. I disagree that you can't be good at both. I think you can, but I think you got to spend money to at be Sta- good at both. At Stanford's level, I don't think you can be good at both. I don't think you can be good at both. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Corey Erickson, Monty has the best segment transitions. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that. Tom, uh, for $2, PAC plus AAC plus Mountain West Conference money merger, Swamp Kaka, okay. Probably. Uh, I'm didn't sorry. Did you it. say swamp kakaka? Kakaka. What is kakaka? Skak. Uh, no. No. <laughs> wow. No. Stay hard. <laughs> swamp kakaka. What? I mean, what? Where are we supposed to go with that, dude? <sighs> yeah, wh- Do you know how many times a day Jake says that? I'll say something just outrageous to be an idiot during the day, and he'll be like, what do you want me to say to that? What am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, I mean, you leave me nowhere to go with Swamp Kakaka. Gregory Krug for $5 says, off topic, I always appreciate that Monty always pronounces my last name correctly. It is Krug. Oh, good. Oh, wow, dude. I appreciate that. Man. Stepping up in the world. I appreciate that. Nice job. Uh, Bryce Martin, can can the Jets beat the Bills? Well... Well, having Dalvin helps you there, dude. Yes, it does. I I think the question when it comes to the Jets winning bigger games is, is can Aaron Rodgers complete that pass when he needs to? And I'm talking about, like, when I I think about, hey, that NFC Championship game at Lambeau where Tom was able to get the big play out of Scotty Miller, let's say. Or that Hail Mary down the left there. You know, just these ridiculous plays that Tom's able to find. 
Can Aaron Rodgers... Eli Manning with the e- helmet catch. Eli Manning with the helmet catch. Yeah. Can Aaron Rodgers and that group of receivers get it done? And my feeling is, again, having a guy like Dalvin, who the defense has to respect, should really help you get it done. Giggity causing problems in the comments section says, if you can pronounce meteorological, Krug is a breeze. Yes. Thank you. Real quick, can we talk NFL QBs? I, I, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to fat ass. Trust me. <laughs> Can we let's play a little buying buying and selling on NFL QBs? Yeah. I am, as you guys know, and I think Tom Dean still thinks I have a fat ass, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I am a significant Chicago Bears ah! fan. I'm it's, it's, uh, uh, Chicago Bears. I I am the fan. Uh, I am the Zion Williamson of Chicago Bears fandom. I am the James Harden of Chicago Bears. James Larden. Thank Larden, you. thank you. Um, but I, I don't understand this. Justin Fields just won us a Super Bowl thing. Yeah. So I'm watching every snap of the Chicago Bears preseason game. What? I mean, you know, Mrs. Monty's asleep on the floor because, you know, it is what it is. Um, but we're watching the Bears game. And Justin Fields throws it left behind the line of scrimmage to DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Touchdown. It goes for a mile thanks to DJ Moore. Throws it out right behind the line of scrimmage. Touchdown. The guy completed three passes all behind the line of scrimmage. I'm Two a man. of them went for touchdowns. And people are like, holy Jesus, we have the we have the new Jim McMahon. <laughs> it's it's Super Bowls. He's and, and I flip on, and this is where I lost my this is where I lost my inner lining of myself. I try to stay calm and not curse. As, and you know I'm trying not to curse as much. But the Arlington Heights Bears were the lead on Get Up this morning on ESPN. What? Mike Mike Greenberg, who got fired from the NBA. Right. Greeny, which is a terrible decision. I love Greeny. Greeny's talking about how Justin Fields is an NFL MVP candidate. Oh, what are you talking about, man? For the monkey, three passes behind the line of scrimmage. And you're. So I said, yeah. How is he at all responsible for for DJ Moore busting that off? What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? So so all of a sudden we're we're just going to crown him. Like all of a sudden he's an NFL. He's an NFL MVP candidate because he threw three (coughs) passes behind the line of scrimmage didn't read a defense he quite literally took the snap turn and threw it could have been a pick six could have been a touchdown could have been a lost yard what does that have to do with him being an nfl mvp because i got to be honest with you i'm not seeing it when you ask them that question you may get a very unusual answer and i'm not trying to be a hater admittedly i'm one of those bears fans that's like yeah we've never had a quarterback Mike Tomzak ain't walking through that door anytime soon, right? Like, we're moving Arlington Park to play on a bunch of horse crap. Because it's garbage. I get it. Or Oak Brook now. Wherever it's going to be, it's fine. But there's one thing I know. I haven't seen enough from Justin Fields to call him an NFL starting quarterback, let alone an NFL MVP candidate. You out of your goddamn mind. What are we doing? It's the Tennessee Titans in the preseason, and... 
He is three of three, 129 yards and two touchdowns. And people are like, the Messiah has been born. In God's name, image, and likeness. They were all completed behind the line of scrimmage. God bless. Like, that's great and stuff. You know, like, hey, congratulations. They, you averaged 43 yards of completion. We're getting somewhere. And you never threw the ball across the line of scrimmage. Holy cow. Lombardi Trophy. When, where's the parade? When's parade? Just right down Michigan Avenue. When's parade, dude? When's parade? Yeah, when's parade? When's parade? Let's go. Set it up. Put the helmets on the on the Lions in front of the Art Institute. I want the whole nine. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Yeah, let's, I'm ready. I'm on the corner of Wacker Drive. Let's go. Me and Brooks, like, I'm out there. I think I've hit it every time. He didn't throw a ball over the line of scrimmage. Not one. Not one. And now he's an MVP candidate? No. <laughs> Come on, man. That was, it, that was well done, dude. How how about, and I know it's, uh, you guys, um, let's, not, let's not get carried away. You know what you can say? Woosa. Let's. Gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Moment of zen. How, how about we get crazy and he completes 60% of his passes for an entire season um, um, before we get crazy? Um, and, and here's the part I know is wild. He completed 60% last year. Uh, he threw for 2,200 yards. And how about – I? let's get really crazy. How about before we crown him the NFL MVP, how about he break 20 touchdowns in a – I know – I know, I know. What I just say? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Twenty touchdowns. How about third? Do twenty? How about twenty-seven? Then we can start talking about him as a competent quarterback. Twenty twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-four. Twenty-four touchdowns. He's not an MVP candidate. That's the untrained eye, dude. We gotta stop with this. <laughs> The, we get, the Bears don't develop quarterbacks. And until we do, NF, MVP. Get the, the dynasty is not over. Yes, it is. It never started. How dare you? We've won one Super Bowl since like 1942. Do you view this season as a failure? Yes. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> he, did the, he didn't complete a pass above the line of scrimmage. Whatever. It's wild. And I flip on ESPN this morning. So, oh, Justin Fields. My God. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Breaking news. Adam Schefter is reporting the Jets are trying to trade for Justin Fields. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I piss excellence. What the? F anyway. Okay. C.J. Stroud, buying or selling? Uh, selling. selling. How bad was that? Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. I mean, even for even for Buddy's first reps in the e league. Even like, for the Texans. Even for the Texans, precisely. He, he was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance, Sand Frogs Disco. Oh, he threw for a touchdown. Yeah, we get it, dude. Should have been an INT. Trey Lance, that was the worst quarterback performance we saw all weekend. Trey Lance. And there were some dogs. Yeah. But I think Trey Lance and... and I don't know how you fix it. I, And I don't generally give up on guys this early in his career. 
he's done. I would not have him on my football team. Mm-hmm. Not on the practice squad. None I of would that. definitely take Jordan Love over Trey Lance, even though Jordan Love is Bro, brutal. I, I don't even know that that's a conversation. Trey Lance, 10 of 15, 112 yards, a touchdown. He could have easily gotten picked three times. Hey, did he throw past the line of scrimmage? Yes. His touchdown that he threw. Shut up. <laughs> See, why do you do that? I'm going to do that. I had gotten over the Bears' conversation, and then you got to go back and poke the fat ass. I don't yeah, understand. Next question. So Trey Lance throws a ball into the back of the end zone in quadruple coverage. Right. The ball gets batted in the air off of a defender's hands and falls to his tight end. Touchdown. Boom. It, he was terrible. Yeah. Now, admittedly, Sam Darnold wasn't much better. He was not impressive. Yeah, but he had that good throw, though. I mean, that was a really nice throw. I don't I don't disagree with that. He wasn't great, but he shows you flashes. Is Trey Young ever a starter? Or Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance ever a starter in the NFL? Nah. Oh, career backup at best. I think you're right. I don't think I don't think he ever I don't think he ever I don't think he ever plays. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young wasn't uh exactly stellar either. Dude, he got crushed. I know he got crushed. And and I was a big buyer on the intelligence thing. I want to see I need to see more reps for Bryce Young because I think it's in there, but he's gonna have to find his way now. I'm a buyer. Like CJ Stroud is a dead man walking. That's that's not going to work. You, I'm a big believer. Because it's garbage. And I understand it's preseason. I'm with you. When you watch a dude play, look, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yep. You always knew Trevor Lawrence was a competent quarterback. Yep. You just knew there was dysfunction. I look at C.J. Stroud and I'm like, uh, nah, bro. That's not there. Bryce Young, it's there. Right out of the gate with Herbert. You right knew. out of the gate with Joe Burrow and Patty Mahomes. You, you knew. knew. You just knew. You knew. Now, but this is also our argument over Daniel Jones, though. Yes. I've been a Daniel Jones guy. You think he sucks. I'm telling you. I don't think he sucks. I just think I think that there were a lot of people, and, and I'm not saying this is you, but there is a lot of people who are like, yeah, Daniel Jones is going to get to you know, that top tier at some point, and I don't believe that. I think Daniel Jones can start for you, but I don't think he's going to lead you to anything special. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yes, he has big time talent, big time potential. More reps, and you know what? You you can see it right out of the gate. Yeah, well, and I think that's right out of the gate, dude. That's the thing I was really hoping to see out of Bryce Young. Not to not to say I've given up on Bryce the way I have with CJ, but I was really hoping to see Bryce Young. I was really hoping to see Bryce Young come out and make a couple of throws that were like, yeah, you're a rook. You're trying to get used to the speed of the NFL. That was a nice little play by you. How many times did he even have? Three seconds. I know. No, I agree. I, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not giving up on Bryce Young. I think there's a good quarterback in there, potentially a great one. But he's going to have to find his way with the offensive line, with the speed of the game. Like, y- you just do. Yeah. That's. But, again, I just go up and down. It, you Pick your starting quarterback, Josh Allen. I, do, I have real res- reservations about Josh Allen ever being the best quarterback in the NFL. Real reservations. You look at, I mean, pick your, Lamar Jackson. This is perfectly Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's not a franchise quarterback. He's not. 
Sorry. But they don't have another choice. No, I, I don't care that they paid him. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. He's not a franchise quarterback. Josh Allen's a franchise quarterback. I don't think any. I would agree with that. Yeah. But is Josh Allen the guy? Josh Allen isn't the guy that I want to hitch my wagon to if I need if I need to get to a Super Bowl. And that's never going to change until he shows the ability to beat Patty Mahomes. That's never going to change. And this is the same conversation that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to have. This Zach is Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was incredibly disappointing Dude. this weekend against Carolina. Yeah, and Zach Wilson is in the C.J. Stroud camp as far as I'm concerned. I don't believe in Zach until he shows me that he can go out and I'm not even asking him to win the game. I'm just asking to lead a competent drive. Russell Wilson, done. Yeah. Was, it's over. Yeah, that was not great. Russell, Russell Wilson's done. I look at... Um, Derek Carr? Loved what I saw out of Derek Carr. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. loved what I saw out yeah. of Jordan Love. Can't like, believe see, it. Jordan loves Can't a guy. Jordan loves a guy where I'm like, okay, this is someone who has been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. And, and Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, another guy. Dude, sorry guy. to interrupt you. Jordan Love. Yeah, I Jordan Love, to me, has a lot of potential. I think he's got the athleticism. See, and this is my problem. This is my issue with Trey Lance. Trey Lance has athleticism for days, but doesn't have the brains for the game. Jordan Love just hasn't been given that consistent opportunity yet, and he's finally getting but, it. But what's the difference? Jordan Love got, got to watch Aaron Rodgers. So what is Jordan Love? He's Aaron Rodgers men mentally. Yeah, he, he sat in that film room. He sat in the film room, sat in the sideline. He, he saw it all. prepared. Yep. There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing that else the Packers can do now. Yeah. Call plays, he's got to execute. And every time he makes a mistake, you got to say, hey, what happened? Yep. That was a mistake. Because I don't think he's going to make those huge mistakes anymore. But why isn't he? Because he's had time. Yeah. I look, I, I look any of these other quarterbacks. Zach Wilson had no time. Now, hopefully, he and Aaron Rodgers are together for this season and next season, and Zach Wilson transforms. Yeah. Because he needs to sit and watch and learn and gain that composure. He looks like a scared cat back there, right? Yes, he does. You look at Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett looked ready to rock and roll, dude. He got hit left and right and still threw the ball really well, mm -hmm. and was not scared. Loved what I saw well, And I him. think, you know, for Stetson, again, obviously this is a guy who was in college forever. Everyone yep. makes the jokes, but he was there a long time. So you know that Stetson has all the leadership ability. He's got all the charisma and everything you need out of your quarterback. The only question is going to be, can he get it done at the NFL level? And I think after what he did this weekend, he's showing you he can. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of other guys like Marcus Mariota for Philadelphia. He's not that guy. He's, he's, a, a, he's career a career backup. backup. Yep. That's it. Yep. He's a career. And by the way, I thought quarterback didn't really do him any favors. It didn't hurt him, but it didn't, didn't exactly didn't it didn't help him. Yeah, uh, Cowboy Country. Uh, Tylen uh, Wallace, amazing catch in the end zone for the Ravens. Yeah, it's not proof that Oklahoma State puts out great receivers. You know, uh, Beringer. Yep, I don't know what you mean by that, Jim. Good to see you. Uh, Delaric, I'd take Andy Dalton over Trey Lance, too. Well, anybody would. I mean, anybody would. Andy Dalton's shown but, you he can give you a little point, spark. Like, Trey Lance. And I don't often tell you how right I always am. <laughs> well, at least not more than once an hour. <laughs> Nails on Trey Lance. He sucks, dude. Yeah. And I, I just, he's a guy that when they drafted him, he just hadn't played much football. Yeah. What well, I, it, mm. That was a hot one. Bryce Martin. I think the 49ers realize they need Brock Purdy back. Well, Sam Darnold will do the job until Brock is. 
and he'll be ready to go. Yeah. He'll be ready to go week one. Uh, Jim says, how many draft picks San Francisco gave up for Lance? They a missed, whole lot. Dude, they oh, missed. There's me. no doubt about it. Talk Nobody to me about disagrees. Mitch Trubisky and the Bears, dude. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Jeremy Callahan, what's wrong with that? Isn't that how Joe Namath and Terry Bradshaw com completed most of their TD passes? I don't have a problem if you are 17 of 22 and two touchdowns were screens behind the line of scrimmage. It was every one of his passes. Every one. That's all you saw from him. Three of three behind the line of scrimmage. Super Bowl MVP, the greatest player ever. Hey, um, Joe Montana or Justin Fields? Oh, Justin Fields. Tommy or just, Justin Fields? Oh, what are you talking about, man? Johnny Unitas or Justin Fields? <laughs> like, again. Go ahead and throw Namath in there, too. And I know we want it so badly as Bears fans. He's not that guy, pal. I am rarely wrong about first blush. Like, I can usually look at a quarterback and tell you he's not that guy, pal. Jalen Hurts, what'd I tell you, man? How uh, about Buddy signing a Jordan deal today? Dude it. is drippy. Love it. Uh, love it. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, guys, 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 let, it's preseason. Let's chill here. Nah, dude. You're not seeing development. You're not seeing development. And I, and, and admittedly, 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 Justin Fields is better than he was. Mm -hmm. I, I need to see it in over the line of scrimmage. At you got to show me the ability to look the safety off and then throw the other way. Bryce Martin says, uh, Trey Lance had three years to develop, and it's clear he he didn't develop. He hasn't at all. Uh, Jim Choi, Stroud uh, needed another year at Ohio State. No doubt. But what did you ever see at Ohio State outside of the bowl game where you like, man, this is my guy. I got to have him. The Houston Texans Texaned. That's what they are. Yeah, They're, and everyone, remember everyone saying, oh, my God, dude. In the take bowl him. game, take he him. ran all over the place, and that was everyone's concern. I'm not concerned about quarterbacks running all over the place, bro. I need to see a dude tear it up in the secondary from the pocket. Notice all the guys who are grade A in the NFL at the quarterback position. What do they all do? Uh, Buddy did it at Texas Tech. Buddy did it at Oregon, right? Joe Burrow did it at LSU. All these guys can tear it Lamar up from Jackson the pocket. Lamar Jackson doesn't tear it up from the pocket. Nope. Nope. The number one thing you have to be able to do is you have to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver the football. Jalen Hurts wasn't getting it done at Oklahoma, so what'd he do? What'd he do? Went and played for the Sabinator. What did Nick Saban? Nick Saban tells the story. No, Go find it on Saban YouTube. Saban went to Alabama. No, Jalen Hurts went to Alabama, then went to Oklahoma and won. Yeah. But... I look at Joe, but Joe Burrow is a better example of that. Yeah. Joe Burrow was buried at Ohio State. Yeah, he just wasn't going to get a chance. Went down to LSU, and he won. He left his home. You know when a guy's got it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, mm, young QBs are going to young QB. Crazy sports take, Mike Smith says, really. Uh, I do think Daniel Jones will make the leap this year. Well, he better. Hopefully, man. I want him to. I think this is Saquon's last hurrah in New York. Unfortunately, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, but he went to the Ohio State, yeah. who does not put out quarterbacks. Where did Justin Fields go? Mm -hmm. Georgia then? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Butler, Bryce uh, being smart isn't going uh, to help him outrun the lookout block well. Yeah, but I think that you can 
being smart as a quarterback gives you certain advantages. You can, if you understand what the defense is trying to do to you, it's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was no athletic god. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, not an athletic dude in that sense. Not going to run the 40 in under four seconds or under five seconds. But they built an offense, that, and this is the thing about Justin Fields. Yep. Are you willing to build an offense, or are we just going to turn Justin Fields into Mitch Trubisky? Because mm-hmm. if you're not going to build an offense to suit the talent of the guy you've invested in, mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of drafting him? But there is no point. There is no point. And so my biggest question is, will the Bears build an offense? Why did the Chargers get Kellen Moore? Because Kellen Moore wants to build an offense around Justin Herbert. They extended him. They went and got a coach to suit him. And now they gave him a contract to pay him. Now, it's it's the Spanos family, so they're probably not going to win. But I'm telling you, Sex Machine's going to have a huge year this year in, in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert's my dude. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Greg Hawkins, that international TV star. You know, Jake, Daniel Jones is going to hit that top tier at some point. Maybe. Jake doesn't. I think I've hit it every time. Conference Commissioner Gumby, DTR's like 34 years old. So he's mature. <laughs> he is. He, he was it. I think he was at UCLA for nine years. You ought to know you bought it. Yeah, I'm a huge DTR guy. I did buy it. I've always been a DTR buyer. Mm-hmm. Always. And he's a big game player, no doubt. OG Gary, DTR is going to be solid. He'll be a good backup, and he'll get a shot eventually, and we'll see what he does. Jim Choi, DTR, played a whole lot of football already. He, he yes. has played a whole lot of football. Dude. And I think most more importantly, like DTR led them to a lot of big wins. Like They don't win those games without him tearing it up. Yep. Uh, Bryce Martin, that's why I said Houston should have gotten Hendon Hooker. Stroud is a project of the Ohio State system. Hendon Hooker could be a stud. Uh, Too much gravy for my biscuits, says Kyler working out. (laughs) In his sports bra. Pick it up. Walk back. There There he is. (laughs) Kyler in the weight room, guys. Mm -hmm. Exclusive video you're only going to see on the Monty Show. Ass to grass, Kyler Murray squats. Tell me that's not impressive. How is that not impressive? He does lift Uh, with the linebackers and the defensive linemen. Don't lie to me. Look at that face on this kid. Up. I mean, on Kyler. Get up. Get up. You got to love that. Love it, dude. Good job, Kyler. I'm proud of you, dude. You're never going to be a number one, but that's fine. Uh, the Todd father says, come on, Monty. Come on, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, Roundabout says Peyton Manning ran like he had a piano on his back. Yeah. He, he really did. You ain't wrong. Uh, Mike Smith the Texans did not calculate the number of massage joints in Texas, less in Cleveland. Back to the envelope calculations. Uh, Scott of Greywater, LMAO, y'all a joke. Well, I mean, yet at least you're, you're still here. here, yet you still comment all weekend long. Uh, thanks for contributing. We appreciate it. Tanner Plummer, Jake, you got it wrong. Jalen went to Bama, then yes, he went to I got it wrong. corrected it. Yes. Tanner's the guy who's who who just loves to be like, no, you guys got that wrong. No, no. Go watch Jason Shear. What has that got to do with anything? Tanner knows what it has to do with. Tanner okay. knows what it has to do with. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, Mike Smith, oops, those uh, back-of-the-envelope decisions turn out to be some dangerous mofos. Yes, they do. The Todd father, Monty, do you see any value in fields running? Yeah, oh, of course. Of course. And I, I really want... I am a an obsessive Bears fan. Yeah. I want to see Justin Fields be 
I want him to be an MVP candidate. I think he's got the ability. The only question is, dude, again, the brain. Is yep. he smart enough to read a defense and understand what they're trying to do? You surrounded him with talent now. Yeah. DJ Moore is a great get. I think it was a really good move. You avoided the Jalen Carter mistake, although he looked amazing on his first snap ever. But you you went and got DJ Moore. You invested in Justin Fields. You went and got him help. The offensive line is better on that screen to DJ Moore. I want to say it was Whitehead. I can't remember who was out front, but you had an alignment out front right in the right position. Yeah. Wasn't illegal downfield. Like it was a really well executed play. I have hope. But the problem is hope fades over a 17 week season. Yeah. Because the NFL is just too good at preparation, unless you're Johnny Manziel. Thanks. <laughs> well, it's like. Have yeah. you watched any of the Johnny Manziel? Yeah, things? I watched it over the weekend. It's outstanding i need to watch it i have not it's, watched it. It, it it's it's this concept of well it's like again on the channel jada baron at big 12 media days talking about the fact that he knew exactly what the offense was going to do and he literally says go watch the interview it's like taking candy from a baby yep i mean it's yeah. just that simple so you know if your yeah, quarterback man. is limited to you know in field's case as he's improved what uh, let's be generous 70 percent run 30 percent pass is that fair like i think that's pretty fair when you're limited in that way, the defense doesn't have to respect you downfield. So the safety, instead of playing 25 yards off the line of scrimmage, is going to come down and play 15 yards off the line yep. of scrimmage. So that little slant you want to run underneath, the linebackers are all over that because they know they got elite speed over the top. So yep. you're screwed. Uh, it's fair, says Daniel Jones had a ceiling, and I think he already hit it. Is, uh, it's a big question, question, bro. Isn't that the question? Mike Smith, Peyton was slow runner because he had a huge wind-resistant forehead. That's not wrong. By the way, he's going back to Tennessee to co uh, to be a professor. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan, Cade Warner makes his NFL debut in the same stadium. Dad, Kurt Warner played the Super Bowl. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Nice story. Good luck. Uh, Stroud is a project of the Ohio State system. We should have gotten Hendon Hooker, Bryce Martin says. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan, Kyler, baby Jesus, a.k.a. little Messiah. Just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Mike Smith says, that's not Kyler. Kyler wears a sports bra. Hey. Hey, look here, man. It's fair. Kyler Murray is transitioning to running back. Seriously. Georgia only drives DTRs. See what he, see what see he, what he did there. See what he did there. See what he did there. You know. Uh, the Todd father. You're 100% not supposed to lift at that age. <laughs> I like it. Roundabout says, pass the salt, Jake. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. OG Gary, uh, Stetson to my Saints. Need to speak it into existence. Stetson Bennett looked really good. He looked really good. Uh, Cowboy Country, timeout. This show is awesome. I'm a hospital chaplain. I love listening to this while I'm charting my visits. You guys rock. Oh, appreciate you, man. In God's Thank you very name, much. image, and likeness. Amen to that. OG Gary, Stetson, Baby Breeze Bennett. Oh, you're all over this now. You're all over it. 513 Bearcat, what's up? The OSU uh, produces quarterbacks good enough to get drafted and start but can only uh, have mediocre or subpar careers. Yeah. Dude, don't get me started. I Ohio <clears throat> Nope, not No, no, I'm not I'm not falling down your trap. I'm not doing it. I it's not going to take place here. Not here, sir. <laughs> Do not get me rolling on Ohio State. I won't. Uh, Jeff uh, Woodworth, Kyler is the greatest QB in the league at playing Call of Duty. 
You're not wrong. I don't need to prepare. You're not wrong. Giggity, can we talk some Puka Nakua first preseason game? Didn't he have a touchdown? I'm telling you, he's going to be a stud if he can stay healthy. Yeah. If. If. <laughs> if he can stay healthy. Salamini. You, uh, you just have been beaten down by Bears pigskin huckers. Seriously. Let's see. Steve Fuller. Well, Jim McMahon. Steve Fuller, Mike Tomzak, Eric Kramer, Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman. The khakis. <clears throat> like Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Like, I mean, I can name <coughs> Kyle Orton. <clears throat> I said Kyle Orton. Terrible porn stash. <laughs> um, I, I mean, like the list of pretty shitty quarterbacks for the Chicago Bears is endless. Did you say Dave Craig? David Craig. <laughs> Not the Seattle Seahawks, David Craig. The retired version of the Seattle Seahawks. Did you, did you say Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley. He's terrible. Still in the league, though. Still in the league. I mean, obviously, Smoke and Jay Cutler. But he was excellent for us. Well, excellent, strong. Jay Cutler's probably the best quarterback we've ever had. Right. Everybody's like, Jimmy Mack. Look, I love Jim McMahon. Did you say Sid Luckman? <laughs> dude, Sid Luckman was like in 1914. I'm just pointing out, this is quarterbacks, dude. Stay in the modern Patty era. Patty Driscoll. Yeah, Pat Driscoll never really played. There, Jim Miller. Jim Miller was another one. Like, hey, please. please. Dude, Doug Flutie, come on. Doug Flutie was actually really shitty for us. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have cereal when he was a Chicago Bear. Because it's garbage. You know. Uh, Bryce Martin. Bro, I knew several people that went to school with Johnny Manziel and the stories I heard. All of our Texas listeners were like, dude, nobody's surprised down here. It must be just rampant down there what a degenerate he was. Because that dude, man, yeah. never studied. Never. Nope. Jim Choi, NFL defenses are no NCAA defenses. Seriously. Right? Uh, Dabo Sweeney's 805 winning percentage. Man, are you late to the show today. Bro. Holy cow. 2023 is the Bengals year. We'll find out. Dude, do you understand? Joseph that? Lee Burrow. People were calling for you. 805. Because we had an epic debate. Bryce Martin, uh, Deshaun Watson was the only QB in our franchise's history that we landed on. Everyone else flopped. Scock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is flopped the right word when you're talking about Deshaun Watson? You got to get stroked. Stop! <laughs> it's fair. Did you guys watch Deuce Vaughn's play? Deuce Vaughn play, yes. if so, thoughts? He is slippery. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Roundabout. Throwing an OSU quarterback vortex in front of Bonnie. Come on, step into it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, MJ Bissett, great show, guys. Go Mean Green Pack 4 coming to the American. Pray for Maui. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, it's fair. Uh, Derek Kerr. Carr? Derek Carr was pretty good. Mike Smith, deuce on the loose, running and making great catches. Love that little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Hey, little guy. Bryce Martin said, which team needs Marvin Harrison Jr. the most? The Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Salamini. You think Ohio State quarterbacks are terrible in the NFL? Look at SC. Cough, cough, butt fumble. SC Dude, doesn't you're not make, wrong. Their best quarterback was probably Carson Palmer. Matt Leiner, bust. Mark Sanchez, bust. Matt Barkley, Jesus. I mean, you could go back to Marijuanovich. Yeah, Carson Palmer's definitely the I mean, best one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't even think of another. Yeah. You know, it, it's been that long.
Yeah. It has been that long. Jeremy Callahan says Roselle. Jeff Woodworth, Ditka would have been the best QB of all time if he wanted to be. He didn't want to be. Could have been. You know. Delaric, Ohio State produces 11 out of uh, 10 wide receivers that make their three and a half QBs look like eights. You're not wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not even joking about that. Like, you're loaded. And you actually put – Ohio State puts wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But QBs? Nah, dude. Nah. Mike Smith, see what you started here? Everyone else flopped. His cock sound drop. That was an instant classic. Cock. <laughs> the deuce is loose. Uh, Bryce yeah. Martin said porch. That's a poor choice of words. Yeah. Uh, Katie Raider. What's up, Katie Raider? Yes, Johnny Football was dirty, dirty. Gotta love the Aggie quote-unquote honor code. Yeah. Jeez. Seriously. Uh, Aaron Wilson says Monty is bucked up right now. I see what you're trying to do. You guys, we are giving away a pair of tickets, and it's a huge game at this point. Let's not even let's not even beat around the bush, right? It is Oregon. It is Texas Tech. It is a massive game. Um, I think this is just in one weekend. This might be the most hotly contested ticket yet. Oregon at Texas Tech, September 9th, presented by Bucked Up. The official energy drink of the Monty Show is Bucked Up Energy. All you have to do to win these tickets. Interact with Bucked Up. Tag us on Twitter or Instagram. Holding a can of Bucked Up Energy. Yeah. The best flavor is Miami or Mango Tango. You have my word. Maybe you need some collagen peptides. Maybe you need some Buck Bars. Dude, in the description of this show below, there's a link to get a free sampler pack of Buck Bars sent right to your front door. Let's do this, friends. Bucked up. Tag us on Twitter or Instagram. You're entered to win the tickets for Oregon and Texas Tech, which are sold out. But we've got a pair for you on September 9th. Now, I know that we have a lot of Raider fans here. Katie Raider wants to know if y'all coming. Probably not. Conference Commissioner Gumby, Aaron Wilson better win. We made, people we made a we made a conscious decision to make sure that Aaron Wilson does not, in fact, win. And as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Guns up. Pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Um, I love our Raider fans. And, and you know what? Aaron, I hope you do win. I do. Uh, Shoddy says Texas A&M sucks. Okay. Welcome to the program. I mean, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jim Choice says Rodney Pete. Serviceable. Was he a star? Detroit Lion Rodney Pete was pretty good, right? Uh, Elmer, whoa. The Todd Father says pew pew, yes. Jeff Woodward says Elmer Fudd going duck hunting. Could be. Uh, Katie Raider says word pew pew. I love it. All right, can we talk about fat ass, please? Uh, I mean, uh, NBA. Fat. Here on the Monty Show. Um, What do you guys make of this James Harden trade demand? Because this is wild, wild stuff. James Harden says, and I don't even know what your mind thinks about this, but if you look at James Harden and you understand that James Harden opted in to his contract, right, and then he goes to China and he went, in 
on his general manager. Mori is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. That's James Harden. Was that in Philadelphia or Houston or Chicago or anywhere in this country? No, it was in China at an Adidas event where James Harden, and I know the audio was crappy. I apologize. There's nothing we can do about that. James Harden said, Daryl Morey's a liar, and I will never be part of any organization that he's part of. Right. Let me say that again, he said, James Harden. Daryl Morey's a liar, and I'll never be a part of any organization he's a part of. He's saying that because, and according to Woj, at ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski is saying that James Harden believes he was promised a max extension and did not did not get it. Yeah. So who do you believe here? But anyway, you believe, I think this is a terrible look for James Harden. Yeah, you know, I, I am not a James Harden guy, uh, but I tend to believe James Harden here. You I, do? I, I do. I think that that it speaks volumes about his conviction in his opinion that he would be on video, not on Twitter, Wow! but he's on video saying, I'm not going to be a part of any organization. It doesn't matter where. He's on video. He's on video, dude. Right, but in China, the fan base is massive. James Harden is not a in size or stature. He is a big deal in China. Mm-hmm. Adidas promotes him heavily. Right. For him to go to an Adidas event, a hardened basketball Adidas event in China in front of all those people, yeah. that was that's going to be major news in China all across the Pacific Rim. That's major news here. Totally. I, I think it matters where he said it. Okay. I do. I think it matters where he yeah, said it. Yeah, I can it. agree with I, I can agree with you from that standpoint. Yeah, I, I, I think, look, the reason I agree with, with Harden on this is because Daryl Morey, you know, always seems to be in the middle of something. Daryl Morey always seems to be the GM who yes. who is in the middle of pissed off players and media issues. And like, dude, I, somehow, some way, I never hear players saying Rob Polinka lied or 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 other other you know situations. I never hear other players saying, "Yeah, this dude lied." Essentially. Like that's what that's why I say, dude. James Harden coming out on video, and to your point, yeah, I guess in China in front of all these people, wild. It's it, it it is making a massive statement. Typically, guys go on Twitter, especially in the NBA. Guys yes. will go on Twitter and they will make a, 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 a an issue and a story, and we just have to take it at face value, right? Cryptic Twitter messages. Do you believe this is 100%? Because here's, and I want to make sure we give you the background on this. James Harden opted into a, a, a contract. I want to say it was $37 million. I can't remember off the top of my head. He said, I'm not playing, I'm not opting in because I want to play here. I'm opting in to get traded. He claimed and Philly acknowledged that they had spoken to him. They had an agreement together. Hey, we're going to trade you. 
He gave them a list with the Clippers at the top of it. No trade happened. And then this weekend, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Sixers, said, we're not trading James Harden. We're pulling him off the market. He's coming to camp. Mm -hmm. To which James Harden said, oh, really? No, I'm not. And that's the the tape you saw there. And I'll play it again. And again, understand this is not our audio. This is from the event. But James Harden straight up called Daryl Morey a liar once and then said, here, let me repeat myself. Daryl Morey is a liar. And I would never be a part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar. And I would never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And don't forget that Daryl Morey and James Harden were together in Houston, and it was thought they had a good relationship, and apparently that is not the case anymore. Because I, I, this is shocking yeah. that he did this. Well, and I think if you're James Harden, I, I would guess, I, I don't know this to be a fact, obviously speculating based on where he's at in his career, but James Harden needs to still win a championship. He, and I'm not even talking about by like the Hall of Fame conversation yeah. or any of that stuff. I'm just talking about... Him as a as a hooper in the league in his career. That's, I agree. That's still something he has to do. So you can't tell me that that this guy is going to... Because no matter who you are, if you're going to come out and do something like this, you, you, there is risk in it. Be it small or large, I don't know, but there's a risk. So if you're going to come out and you're going to do this to Daryl Morey, like, I just, the guy's making a statement. And then there is our guy. <laughs> And I say our guy very loosely. Kyrie Irving responded. And let me pull this other graphic down. He responded to Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So Woj tweets disgruntled Harden calls 76er Prez Mori a liar. To which Kyrie Irving replied, is he disgruntled Adrian? Or is he holding Daryl Morey accountable for his dishonesty and lack of transparency throughout the contract negotiation process this summer? Yeah, next question. (laughs) What? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. This is wild to me that Kai Rizzle is getting in the middle of this. Mm. And I'm trying to understand, like, you're already controversial. Yes. You are already a mess. Yes. Nobody tried to sign you outside of LeBron, to which the Lakers said, nah, bro. Yeah. You didn't win in Dallas. You didn't win in Brooklyn. You didn't win in Boston. You wanted out of Cleveland. Yep. Why would you wade into these waters? Why would you do that? I don't understand it. I would love to understand. What is Kyrie Irving doing replying to a Woj bomb on Twitter? Yeah, you know, Kyrie, to me, strikes me as one of those guys that if you're tight with him, he will die on that hill. Kyrie Irving will go to war for you, bro. And Kyrie and James Harden are first-team ask for a trade. They are. They've been that guy in their career. They've been franchise hoppers. Uh, And, you know, Kyrie's got a ring, obviously. Uh, but hasn't done a whole hell of a lot in the league since outside of rack up stats. So this is unbelievable that he did this. Yeah. So to me, I, I, I think Kyrie's trying to help James, but ultimately look, James Harden, you know, is in a position where, where, yeah, if you want to hold out this whole time, great, do it. But I think that at some point there's negative effects. 
I would agree. Uh, Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Clippers will never win a championship. Guess we'll find out. I don't believe that he gets there this year. I, I don't know. He says he's going to sit out, and we'll see. We'll see. But this is that's just craziness. Yeah, dude. It's wild. It, it's absolute craziness that he is he is that he's doing that. Fact. And then that Kyrie is piling on top of it. Yes. Like, why? I don't get it. All right. Uh, a couple of non-sports stories for you before we get out of here. Can somebody help me with Oprah? I need some clarity on this. Is Oprah still relevant? Yeah, apparently. Okay, so Oprah Winfrey rolls up to a shelter in Maui. As the story goes. Hey, guys. TMZ wrote a headline that said, Oprah denied entry to shelter in Maui. Because she wanted to go there and glad hand and help people. and mm -hmm. Well, that's not the whole story. Oh. The whole story is Oprah... And a CBS News crew oh. showed up at a shelter in Maui. And the, the, the manager of the shelter said, we cannot have the news crew in here. So Oprah said, okay, I'll leave them outside and go in by myself. And then she was welcomed into the shelter where she gave out pillows and toiletries and spent time just sitting around and talking with people, yeah. which is really cool. But why did you bring the news crew with you? Yeah. So there's that whole thing. But I, I don't understand the whole Oprah relevancy thing. Again, because it's relevant, I grew up in Chicago. I've been to probably half a dozen Oprah Winfrey shows when it was Oprah's on. Oprah's on. You remember? like, <laughs> I, So I've been to a bunch of, of Oprah shows. Yeah. But the thing I don't understand is she signed a gazillion dollar deal with Apple right? to do like her Apple book club. And I don't ever remember seeing anything from her on Apple. Now, I'm sure they made content. But you know what I remember seeing seeing with her is the the. The the Harry interview, the Prince Prince Harry and Meghan interview. Mm hmm. On CBS. The Adele interview on CBS. Like, you have your own deal with Harpo Studios. Why not put it on Harpo? You're getting paid gazillions of dollars from Apple. We never saw anything like Meghan and Harry on Apple. What are you paying her for? And if, and, and if Oprah's like coming up an exclusive interview with your mom, what are you excited that... It's the Oprah conversation on 60 Minutes where she's a correspondent. On CBS where she apparently is a correspondent. But not on Apple and not in a Harpo Studio thing. And apparently not in a shelter. Like why, I, I, A, why is Oprah relevant? Well, I think because she was really good at her job. She was an excellent talk show host in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The interviews on her show were excellent. And you can think of many Tom Cruise, like she had great interviews, great moments. Tiger Woods, like really good moments. But is she relevant anymore? You're about to turn 30. Do you care about no. Oprah? Nope. Nope. Don't care. Do you Don't think care. Didn't watch Oprah as a kid. Nope. Never. Was never a thing for me. Never. And if you ask me, hey, if Apple had rolled up at the shelter and they made a little 
you know, what, a half-hour episode, let's say, or some sort of one-off piece, uh, uh, much like the Johnny piece in a sense, right? Hey, a one-hour special on Oprah helping people in Maui. Okay, that might move the needle a little bit. I might be like, all right, hey, you know, Love Lahaina, have have paintings from a paint shop uh, from, from Front Street there hanging on my wall. Like, that might interest me because it's Lahaina and not because it's Oprah. I might watch that. But, but I have real reservations about the people who say that Oprah is still a thing. I don't think I she's don't a get thing, it. dude. I don't get it at all. And the other thing that I don't understand is this, this idea that she is a draw. And again, I'm open to the idea I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm right. a 50-year-old guy. I'm clearly not in her demographic. But I don't believe Mrs. Monty watches that show. No. I don't know women in my circle of life who are like, oh, Oprah's, uh, Oprah's book club. I better go get the book. Yeah, Oprah feels like an, uh, a business entity right now Honey. that that a, uh, someone who's trying to blow up a product would go to and say, hey, give away a bunch of these because we're trying to get all the friends of like the 100 people that come and watch your show. And I understand there's value in that. I get it. But... I just feel like she was disingenuous the way she showed up to the shelter. I feel like it's a bad look after Lahaina just burned to the ground, quite literally, and, to roll up to a shelter with a news crew, dude. And again, she lives there part-time, right? I've seen her spread there because we go to Maui every year. Mm -hmm. I She's a resident there part-time, which is great. But my issue isn't that you're a resident or not a resident. My issue is you brought a CBS news crew there to make a spectacle and it made a spectacle. And I, I just don't understand that. And again, it would be different if everybody was like, Oh, Oprah said, so I got to go buy this. But those days are gone. The, the Ellen show, the Dr. Phil show. And granted Oprah made Dr. Phil totally get that. But those days are over. She's not a star anymore in my opinion. Yeah. And, but she could have made a difference with this, and that's where where I have the issue with it. I think you could have, like, again, just being someone who makes videos on YouTube, right? Like, we do a talk show. She did a talk show. I can personally attest to the fact that people are interested in what talking heads do off the show. Yeah. I know that's a fact. So if you had Oprah and camera guy, not news crew, but just content creator camera guy with Oprah following her around, that would have been fine, I think. I think the shelter would have been cool with that because yeah. it's not a spectacle. Dude, like Oprah may not be relevant, but if Oprah shows up to your event, she can make a difference on that day. She can. She yeah. can. Uh, too much gravy for my biscuits says, uh, you are not the father is the goat. Oh, Maury Povich. Amazing. Yeah, dude. Amazing. I, you know. Uh, Mike Maples. Uh, I feel like Oprah does charity, so she is in the spotlight. Well, that's what it seems like this time around. You are not. You know. <laughs> I feel like that's what that is. Yeah. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says, honey, honey, honey. Yeah. Honey. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brooding Slav says she owns 2,000 acres in Maui. Cool. Like I said, yeah, she lives there part-time, man. Like, so just go by yourself. Yeah, it doesn't. Because yeah. Oprah walking in is, I think she's still a celebrity. She apparently, from what the cell phone video inside the shelter showed, she had a really calming effect on people. Like she actually sat on some beds and talked to some people and held hands with one lady. And yeah, if that was your intention, that's great. But then why bring the news crew? Mm -hmm. That's what bothered me so much about it. Um, you know, 
but whatever, it's fine. Uh, Ron Nolan, what are your opinions of Jerry Springer or maybe the Pee Wee Herman show? What, what do you mean the Pee Wee Herman show? What's the Pee Wee Herman show got to do with anything? That was not a talk show. Jerry Springer was entertainment. Yeah. Jerry Springer wasn't a, a true talk show. He was entertainment. Gumby says uh, Pee Wee is greater than Oprah. Come on now. Come on now. I, I, I think... I think when you guys are ridiculous, Pee Wee Herman versus Oprah Winfrey is not a conversation. How dare you? Derek Roche, I saw the mega yacht in Tahiti. She was on with Obama, Hank, and Springsteen. Wow, allegedly it's $400 million. I'm not a boat guy. I'm a golf club guy. Just give me new PXGs every year. Right. That's all I care about. Mike Maples. Oprah has been this way for decades. I don't have a lot of respect for the way she does charity. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Smith says Pee Wee recently died. He did. The The sad thing about Pee Wee Hermione was wildly talented, but he just got caught up in sex scandal after sex scandal and charge after charge from the cops. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. You know, uh, Kaufman says she's overrated nowadays. Uh, Giggity says, give me Pee-wee all day. Have you seen his dance moves? Unfortunately, I have. Uh, All right, and then we got to talk about tipping before we get out of here. You guys, DoorDash is now the latest company who is going to nudge their users who don't tip in the app. They're going to nudge the user for over three weeks, as much as 30 days. Mm Mm-hmm. To leave a tip for the last driver. Can you do something for me? Well, do you, are, are you into that? Now, here's what I say. Yeah. There's way too much tipping going on these days. Mm-hmm. Or there's way too much asking for tips. But if I go to you and say, hey, bring me food, I should tip you. Like the Uber, tipping of the Uber driver, that's one I don't know. That's okay. On Twitter today, that was one that was brought up like, hey, we're paying already for the ride. Yes, but I think Uber is a service industry. So if you let's, we, you know, the difference between a good Uber and a bad Uber driver. Yes. You know, the difference between the, the minivan that's falling apart, that's a death trap versus the, you know, the guy that's got a nice Explorer that you feel comfortable in, right? Yes. So, so I believe with the Uber, I'm not going to tip every Uber. But if you give me, if you're talkative, you give me a good experience, you're friendly, like you, like it's, it's much like airline service, right? Like we know the difference between good airlines and crap airlines, right? I don't have the option to tip a good flight attendant. I do have the option if I choose to tip an Uber. So if you feel so inclined, you can, but, but like Uber Eats or food delivery service like DoorDash. Yeah. You probably should tip. You should tip the food guys. Yeah, dude. I mean, but yeah, if I walk into like, I think it was habit the other day. Yeah. And they're like, here, just a couple of more questions. (laughs) And then it's like, which level of tip do you want to leave? Uh, zero. I don't think if you walk into a fast casual, you should be tipping the, 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 the people cause they're not waiting on you. Nope. I don't think you should be leaving a tip at, at fast food restaurants. Nope. I, I, and I understand it. It's not an easy job. Like uh, the other question is like people who come to your home and give you service. Hey, the plumber, Hey, the landscaper, Hey, the electrician, Hey, the guy that fixes your water heater. 
Hey, the guy that comes to detail your car. Do you give him a tip? The, the, the lady who cleans your house, if you are so fortunate. I tip, I, I have a lady once a month who comes to my house and cleans for about three hours. Don't have a big house, have a townhouse, whatever. I always tip her. Yeah. I always round up. But, but why is that? Because I think this is the most important point of it. Because it's personal, intimate service. So Uber has the ability to provide you that if they do a good enough job. House cleaner does, right? Like, like there are many professions where if you go the extra mile, doesn't mean the Uber driver has to spend more money. But if you go the extra mile, you give me a good experience, you talk to me about my day, like you, I, you can show me the ability, you can relate with me, that then I will tip you. Yes, yeah. I am huge on supporting big, uh, or I'm sorry, small local business. I am, and that's what they are. But I just think not like I had over the weekend. Friday night, I go out to eat with some friends, and there's five of us. So obviously, we're splitting the bill. And this place happened to be busy and through the gills. And so our waiter was pissed that we asked him to to split the check into different checks, right? Hey, really? these two get one, these two get one, and we get one. And dude was pissed, gave us a bunch of attitude about it. And I said, I'm not. I, I literally said after he left, I said, yeah, that because everyone was like, wow, he was upset. And I said, yeah, that behavior will be reflected in his tip. Like, I'm a big believer in that. Y you are paid. You chose to take that job. And then... On top of that, you then chose to give me an attitude about about splitting a check. It's not that difficult to do, right? It's not. It's just not. It's not. And I and admittedly, I worked in in food service for twenty years while I was a young radio buck. Mm -hmm. You grinded. I grinded, and that's different. If you're gonna go to like I worked at Chili's Bar and Grill forever. If you're going to go sit down at a Chili's Bar and Grill, you need to tip the waiter. I agree. And, but as a waiter, you knew, okay, if I give you better service, you know, and some people are just terrible about it and they're never going to tip you well, but you know the tables, I'm sure, that you were like, yeah, this is a table I can get a good tip out of. I, and I always, I did really well. But, you know. Uh, Dabo's 805 winning percentage. I grew up in Tahoe and growing up in a casino town, I tip very well because they can't rely on $2 an hour. I don't disagree with that. And DoorDash is that example. I don't believe that Uber is that example. And I don't mind tipping the Uber guy if he is if he if he's friendly and he knows where he's going and he's a good driver. But if you're gonna show up and my bag is open and my food is cold, I'm probably not gonna tip great. I would agree. Jeremy Callahan also have seen DoorDash clogging up fast food places. Both drive-through and people at the counter waiting forever while they constantly were filling DoorDash driver their pickup. Well, that could be another it. issue. Giggity, uh, you sure the house cleaning lady isn't helping herself to a tip while cleaning your house? I doubt it. Not that I've noticed at all. Lee Jensen, drive-through tipping is something I don't get. Can someone explain it to me? I won't do it. No, nah. I will not do it. I will not tip you on a drive-through. I won't. Mike Smith, usually the food service industry is the one that pays less legally and many employees depend on tips. I would agree with that. Uh, Jim Choi, I probably put zero amount at credit card processing uh, processor which with a smile. Uh, I don't know if I would say with a smile. With a smile. Jeremy Callahan, I'm prone to tip more when not asked. I would agree. Salty Drunk, hence no tip for a nine-minute MBA segment. Okay, cool. 
Mike Maples, I was glad to leave Berlin after seeing a tip jar outside the McDonald's bathroom. It's a joke. Mike Smith, should not have to ask for a tip to begin with. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Mike Maples, Monty, a fellow chili head. How do you, how do, how do, how do? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, hashtag just the tip. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that, you know. Um, Katie Rader, yeah, 213 or $15 to get tipped. Yeah, it's, it is frust- like, again, when they've got to turn the thing around and it says, you know, just a few more questions, I'm, I'm a little reticent to tip. Yeah. I am. You know. Yeah. Uh, Greg Swaim, moot point. You don't have a choice on whether or not to tip the DoorDash guy. You must tip, but you have a choice of how much you tip. Yeah. The only thing I worry about with DoorDash guys is if you don't tip, what are they going to do to your food? I worry about that. Yeah. Bryce Martin, I always give my DoorDash driver tips. For example, I told the guy last night to not put his junk into something he doesn't want to have to explain later. That's a good tip. I always tip the, the food delivery guys. I, I, think, I think you should. We had Jimmy John's for lunch the other week. Yeah. We tipped the Jimmy John's guy. Yeah. I think you should. Uh, I've always I've taken a hard no stance in all tipping except for sit down dining. A lot of people have. Yeah. Uh, Derek Roche. Some stores don't give employees the tips. I often ask first. Ooh, Another that's good an point. interesting one. Yeah. Jimmy Otson, Arnold's house cleaning lady, <laughs> helped herself to a tip. And Hiscock. Did you? You know. Hiscock. <laughs> Stop. Uh, let's see. Final one. Jim Choi. People just need to go pick up the food themselves. Never use food delivery service. Well, there's a lot of people who aren't as fortunate. That's all. The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.